The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Play my song. Will fill and reg, trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's Grabs a D, we're here to fill the void. Three black fans, different perspective, got to fill your voice. Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between. Yeah, it's all that. And we're down with Fightful, better fall back. Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat. No need to double check, these are all facts. You're listening to us talk raps. You're listening to us talk raps. Will fill and reg. Yeah, we're Grabs a D here to talk raps. Yeah, we're Grabs a D here to talk raps. Morning. Welcome. This is Grapsity. Of course, I am Phil Lindsay. I'm here with my co-host, Righteous Rich. What's going on, bro? In the building, it's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. And next week, I'm going to be replaced by The Undertaker because we have a competing <laughs> podcast happening. So Undertaker's going to be here in my place next week if you're ready. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, weird tactics going on. But we'll get into that. Um, before we get into that, we've got a guest, uh, somebody that I've seen moving like around in this space. I mean, even when we did the interview with Mike Woku, um, he had to dash out on us and he afterwards, cause he was like, yeah, I got another interview. You guys know lyric. And I was like, yeah. Um, yeah. And so like name that keeps popping up in a lot of spaces. Um, definitely somebody that has been requested as a guest. Welcome lyric from maps and graphs. I think you beat it. <laughs> <laughs> I say hi, happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us, Lyric. Yeah, just as Phil was saying, we've been seeing a lot of you in the space for a while. You've been out there cooking, been out there in a couple of uh press conferences and things, been at some wrestling shows, been very busy very recently. How has just uh the overall 
landscape of pro wrestling been for you uh, as a writer and as a fan? Um, it's good. Like, I just love exploring. Um, I love, like, getting to travel and see different things, different places. And also just, honestly, I feel like I'm learning something new every day, whether it's Japanese wrestling, whether yeah. it's, like, you know, more indie stuff, whether it's obviously British wrestling, which I've been getting into. I'm just learning more and more and just sharing as I go. Yeah. Um, definitely need more black women in this space. Um, so it's always cool to see black women in this space that are enthusiastic about wrestling, that know their stuff and like people are interested in hearing from them. I mean, cause I mean, as soon as we put this, uh, tweet up yesterday, this thing got a great response. So I'm yeah. like, <laughs> people definitely want to hear what Lyric has to say about AEW or any other topics we have going. Um, but Reg. Yeah. We are officially two years old. Oh, yes, that's right, Phil. Grapsity <laughs> is two years old. That's crazy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a, um, it's been a wild journey, man. It seems like more than two years at this point. Like, I'm like, it's Does only it? been two years. Like, we've been doing, it seems like we've been doing a lot. I mean, we have had our 100th episode at StarCast. Uh, we've interviewed on a bunch of amazing wrestlers and been having fun legit every Saturday for the last two years. So, I mean, it feels like we've been going for a while, my brother. Yeah, it does. Um, I know. Um, yeah, we officially hit two, the hit two year mark on Monday, October 2nd. That's when yep. we debuted on his YouTube channel. Um, yeah, I sometimes I'm just kind of like we've really been doing this for two years. Um, this has been a big part of our Saturday. Um, I put out an open letter that morning and just put out a lot of thank yous. I knew I was going to forget people if I got on audio. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I, it's still just so many people that that like I appreciate my either support and either help us put this together. Um, of course, uh, thank you to our guys that this would not be a thing without well Washington mm -hmm. and you know, w. of course like we're keeping this thing moving as a duo but this thing as it started was a trio so of course always have to say thank you to him for um, the idea to bring this thing together the idea for the mm -hmm. name of our podcast um, yeah. reached out to Fightful, the homie all the stuff he had everything yeah. but... he, he, pitched, he pitched it to Fightful you know he of course uh Reached out to Homie Graffiti and got and laced it. He laced this with a great logo. Um, so yeah, of course, uh, thank you to Will Washington, uh, and you know, of course, thank you to all you guys that continue to watch us, continue to support Most importantly. us and, um, It has been a wild ride. Uh, thank you to every wrestler that popped on this thing and yeah. uh, talked wrestling with us or um, sent us a message behind the scenes. That's just like, yeah, I like what you guys are doing. Keep going. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, Speaking of which, Larry, you have your own podcast slash YouTube thing and Maps and Graps. Um, just let people know where they can find that and just like what it is you cover mostly on there. Yeah, so I um, post every Thursday um, on my YouTube. It's just my first and last name, Lyric Swinton on YouTube. Um, and Maps and Graps is all about wrestling all over the world. So I'm mostly mm -hmm. covering AEW. Um, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Noah, and Stardom, um, occasionally Rev Pro. Um, and so, yeah, just typically a lot of Japanese wrestling, lots of mm. British wrestling, um, 
some American wrestling from time to time. I only really do the big shows for AEW, but yeah, so that's mostly what I cover. And I, of course, I'm always thinking about expanding. Um, whenever, like, I will see a big lucha show, I'll talk about that too. Um, mm-hmm. so it's just about wrestling all over the world. Cool, cool. Um, uh, yeah, again, that's one of the other cool things I think. Um, I enjoy about senior coverage of wrestling is that it's not just the usual stuff because a lot of times when mm-hmm. you see black fans that are podcasters, they're covering WWE or yeah. you know they're covering WWE and AEW. You don't see a lot of us covering um, like Everything. New Japan and just covering <laughs> like indie wrestling and a lot of this other stuff. So I do think that's the cool thing about it. Uh, <laughs> last week, uh, your tweet about black fans. Um, oh. <laughs> Uh, ended up like on my timeline, and I was like, "Nah, nah, she's cooking." So I yeah. liked it. And as somebody that that has, has said similar things either on the timeline or uh, in private, I didn't want to jump into the conversation. I was like, "Nah, I just let her cook." Uh, mm-hmm. But um, it it uh it got so much attention that it was brought up last week um, when we recorded Grafty, and somebody asked us about yep. it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, of course I agree." I don't think a lot of other black podcasters would agree, but of course I agree. Yeah, I feel like that's a conversation a lot of people aren't ready to have yet. But I mean, like, I'm always down to have a difficult conversation. Um, And I think especially now more than ever, we have people just killing it everywhere. Like you can see it in Japan. You can see it in you can see in AEW. You can see it like in Ring of Honor. You can just see it on the indies. You can see it in Rev Pro. It's happening all over the world. And like, I just, I'm really tired of this narrative that black wrestlers only matter when they're in WWE, because I just Mm -hmm. feel like that's only stifling us as a culture. Mm -hmm. And it's not enough. It's not enough room for everybody to eat in one company, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that we just have to open or at least be honest and say that you're not willing to do it. Cause I feel like a lot of people just aren't honest and just like, Oh yeah, well I support all black wrestlers, but I refuse to actually watch them unless they're in my favorite company. Just keep it a stack. You know, like mm-hmm. I'd rather you just be honest about it. But for me, I'm always going to be honest about it. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I think what it is, a lot of fans, when they say they're a wrestling fan, they really mean I'm a WWE fan. WWE fan. Like they watch all wrestling uh, because you know, I understand also that a lot of people don't have the time to watch as much wrestling as we do. It's hard. Um, mm-hmm. It's a lot. Um, but at the same time, I do wish people would be more honest about their support. And it's not even me feeling like, all right, you have to watch everything. You don't. You don't have to like AW. Nope. You don't have to like everything. But I do think, like, some of the conversation around black wrestlers and, uh, like, who is successful and, and the way that some guys get hate when they want to be successful somewhere else. Um, right. It's strange. Um, I I just don't really get it. Yeah, I think it's a uh, uh, if people were honest, things would change. It's a it's a combination of fake support. A lot of people are just. Uh, it's not even really about support. It's just about getting this tweet off and telling you guys you guys are dumb, and um, they just don't really understand. A lot of people don't understand or know where to get wrestling beyond. WWE and AEW, it's presented right there to you on cable. It's all right there in your face. Like, if you want to find some wrestlers, you want to find like the 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 ones that nobody's talking about. You really have to research, and people don't have time for research. People don't want to research at this point. When uh, the WWE has told people for a long time that's the best place to be, so why would I would look anywhere else? Yeah, for it's sure. It's Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, 
It it kind of is, and I think I think the funniest thing about it is people getting upset, like, oh well, you know, this is the best place to go if you're a black wrestler. But this was also like days before, like four days to the date that Kofi Kingston got squashed by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um, and I'm just like, this 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 company has done good things with black wrestlers, but they also have a track record that looks a little funny in the light. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then and then days later, they tricked us. I think also like the Uh before 2015 is like abysmal. You know, like a lot of these, these are very recent successes. And like, if we want to be honest, WWE probably did more damage to black wrestling than any other wrestling company. And they're only just now starting to catch up. Only just now starting to catch up. And that goes for women's wrestling as well, but that's a whole nother conversation. That this is a conversation I think about all the time when people talk about, uh, AEW's uh, women's division, which you know, there's justified criticism of AEW's women's division, but uh, when people act like WWE has always had it together, no, 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 they they spent an entire decade longer. They spent over a decade getting this completely wrong. Uh, Braun panties rep- matches, fucking mud wrestling matches, evening gown matches, evening gown like fabulous, all movie. the wild stuff. Moolah. Moolah. To American women's wrestling, and we're still we're still dealing with the effects of yes. that to this day, and it's that's why we're so we're we're light years behind other countries because yeah. because of that, and like it's really funny when people are like, "Oh, WWE's the savior of women's wrestling." Like they created the problem. I would hope they would try to fix it eventually. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if people remember, but you know, the first black women women to be a world champion. I had to go out of this country to win a belt. Mm-hmm. That did not mm-hmm. happen in the U.S. That happened in right. Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but you know, a lot of people don't be knowing history. They just started watching, and they just know. All right, women's revolution uh, that saved women's wrestling. Uh, yeah, but you know, and it fixed a completely self-inflicted wound. Yes, <laughs> well, I mean exactly. the problems are still happening. Like matches still getting cut. Two yeah. matches, but we don't talk about that because you know it's the saviors. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, having two minute matches still is like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> some of those like wild Wakanda tweets and stuff from like last year. Boy, it was uh, <laughs> it was interesting being on a time. Did not age well. Did, did not, not age, age well. well. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the some of the tweets from this weekend did not age well within three days because, like you said, Reg, they definitely tricked us. <laughs> Think that they were going to do something us. with Trick Williams, and they did not. Um, I'm actually really upset about the Trick Williams situation. Obviously, I don't watch WWE regularly, but Trick went to my high school and my college, so I am always rooting oh, for him. Oh, that's dope. That and I'm dope. like, y'all didn't even let him hold the belt long enough for him to bring it back to the hood. Like, damn. Right, he got to get one hood rope. He didn't even get to come back, like do a little appearance at the school or nothing. Like y'all didn't even let him hold it enough for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm very mm-hmm. upset about that. Yeah, um, No Mercy was an all right pay per view. Um, uh, there were, I think there were two really good matches on it. Um, some of the other stuff was take or leave for me, but I will say the good thing about it that. Um, I guess I can appreciate with NXT heating up again is it did feel like a takeover. Um, watching, yeah. it, I was like, this is kind of the same vibe that we used to get from takeover events outside of the PC or CWC is called now. Um, 
Yeah. And Bakersfield. Shout out to Bakersfield for giving up those vibes. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't make that jump and uh, make the ride to Bakersfield. You're surprised? Are you really surprised? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> of course, being sarcastic. I like um, the, the Ilya versus Melo match. I did watch that. I like that. Right. I think Ilya Dragunov is one of the best wrestlers in the world, hands down. So anything he yeah, took and, the gold. And Phil's prediction came true. He became the NXT world champion. I mean, I, I figured it, it felt like it was his time, like uh, – Everybody this guy has wrestled for the past, like, I want to say lot. past few Long months, time. but really, but longer <laughs> than for, for the past few months. He's been killing it. He makes everybody look good. I mean, the trick match, the the, the Brian match he just had recently, the last mellow match we had, the last two mellow matches years. now. The Dijak um, match was fantastic. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. It, it it just felt like it was his time, um, and his 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 UK title run got cut short because he got injured. So it just felt like it was time. Um, but it's a really the, cool champion to have up there, man. Honestly, because he's badass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, as always, if you want to send us your super chats, you can send us those. And if you want yep. to send us humper chat, you can send us a humper chat um, at humperchat dot com slash fightful. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a couple super chats. Let's get into those. Uh, Tony P says, "Happy anniversary, y'all, and welcome, Lyric." Hello. Um, Reggie Simmons says, happy anniversary to the Grap City crew. Saturdays wouldn't be the same without you guys. Thank you so much, Reggie. Shout out to Reggie. Again, I saw him in Chicago for a couple seconds, but that was very cool. A couple seconds. <laughs> uh, appreciate you, Reggie. Uh, Van Twinblade says, PME versus The Kingdom, Tankman versus Kenny Alfonso, Heidi Hauser against Howitzer against uh, Whoop Shazza, Dan the Dad versus Cool Uncle Coat. Dan the Dad and Cool Uncle Coat versus the Outrunners and more this Sunday. Of course, Van Twinblade is talking about in the next Super Chat also from Van Twinblade. Insert promo for Forge STL and Glory Pro <laughs> training. Up and coming great black wrestlers. Yes, uh, shout out to Glory Pro. Shout out to Van Twinblade. A lot of my BW500, which is coming very soon, guys. You know, I know, I know, I know, I know. A lot of the wrestlers that I get from there are featured in St. Louis, are featured in uh, Glory Pro. They have an amazing crop of wrestlers. Of course, we have to shout out to the land, uh, Camaro mm-hmm. Jackson. Uh, they have a long list. Phone from Lyric's iPhone. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> like AI came in to chime in on this. It's crazy. This is my Alexa. She's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to uh, Glory Pro. And uh, Orion Ben 666 says, Convo I had with the bro. You got to support black wrestlers. Me. Cool. You seeing what Darius Carter is doing? Wow. Him. Who's that? So Lyric is 100. That's the one. Yes. That yeah. is the one. Doing doing some incredible heel work on the indies. Uh, me and Reg have said multiple times, there's a promotion that it makes the most sense in the world for him to wrestle to. But for whatever Still, reason, he's not there. What's um, going on? His style of wrestling, everything, he would fit perfectly in NWA. I don't know why they haven't taken a shot on this guy. I I just don't get it. Like, it's a promotion built around this guy. He does what they would want. Like, it's like perfect match. And like, me pitching a wrestler to NWA sounds crazy, but I'm like, you guys, open your eyes. He's he's the one. This is he this. Should be a this yeah. There was the same thing when uh, Darius Lockhart was there for a brief second. I'm like, yo, push this guy to the moon. Make this guy your champion. Nope, we're going to go with Tyrus. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Shout out to D-Lock, though. Back in the game. Very excited. We want to have D-Lock on our show very soon to talk that amazing new company you got. And I'm trying to get involved with that because it looks like there are a lot of dope stuff going on out there. Yeah, I can't wait to go. It's in my area, so it's going to be Oh, fun. sweet. Lucky you. Wow, that's going to be really dope. Yep. Uh... And then our last super chat for now is from Bragov. He says, happy two years. NXT Mania is going to be crazy on Tuesday. NXT <laughs> <laughs> Mania. Uh, yeah, appreciate you, Bragov. Uh, yeah, they're lined up. The, the Undertaker. They got The Undertaker this is on the show. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, yeah, we, we got a few Humper chats, but while we're here, we might as well get into this topic. Uh, so of they course. They made a call to Mark. Like, Mark, yo, we need you. When he's like, when? <laughs> WrestleMania ain't till March. He's there like, nah, we need you on Tuesday. Tuesday? For what's what? on Tuesday? Like, <laughs> what's, uh, on t- <laughs> what's on Tuesday? Uh, what's on Tuesday? <laughs> so, you know, of course, the, what we're talking about, in case you've been living under a rock, uh, AW will have a special episode on Tuesday. Like they yep. did last year because MLB is um, taking their time slot because of the playoffs. So yep. we're getting, I think this is the second year in a row we're getting title Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually when they go up against the NXT, they stack their card with the title matches, hence title Tuesday. Um, and it looks like a pretty good card. We got uh, two title yep. matches. We've got uh, Swerve versus Brian, which is sounds amazing. Crazy. Um, we've got Jay White versus Hangman. Uh, but across the street, uh, WWE is not taking a liking to this. Uh, they, the <laughs> they, uh, they're not gonna just let these guys come in and uh, impede on their time slot. Uh, and so, they've booked a lot of main roster folks to come to NXT. Um, now, this isn't necessarily new. They've been moving main roster folks to NXT for the last few weeks. Uh, Judgment right. Day has been over there. Uh, mm-hmm. Becky, of course, is women's champion. Um, but yeah, we also got John Cena is going to be there. Oscar, uh, yeah, Oscar is facing uh, Roxanne Perez. Cody Rhodes will be Making not on AEW Dynamite. <laughs> he will be in the same same time slot on NXT, making an announcement. And then, of course, we got the rumors last night that there would be Undertaker. And then the commercial aired for this episode, and the gong was at the end, which seems like seems to be hinting that we are going to get Undertaker. Uh, the second I heard the gong, I was like, oh, no, nah. Roman told them, nah. That's what happened. Yeah. Roman was like, I will not be there on Tuesday. Y'all ask somebody else. Facts. <laughs> y'all, better, y'all better call Big Bro, because I am not showing up. <laughs> yeah, not me. That is really funny, though. Yeah, I'm 100% sure that they called Roman. I mean, he sent Paul Heyman. He's like, no, send Paul Heyman, bro. I am not showing up to no. NXT, what the hell do I look like showing up to NXT? This is not surprising. First of all, it's WWE. Of course, they they would do something like this. But The Undertaker is just like, that's a hearty chuckle, you guys. Like, y'all don't even bring him out for SmackDown and Raw, and y'all are bringing him out for NXT. Like, come on. Like, you guys are being a parent, but this is like, is he going to Like, yeah, what is he going to do? Is he going to do the one-man uh, taker the show? One-man one man, show? One-dead-man one show? One-dead-man show. My fault. <laughs> Could you imagine, Lyric, Undertaker just talks in the ring for 30 minutes? That's all he can do. Yeah, I, I'm i not sure what you're going to do. Is he going to have, like, confrontation with Joe Gacy? Like, this episode is all talking. 
Like they just pick. Just, it's just talking segments. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like uh, uh, they've done this before. Like remember before WrestleMania, they would do like that. You see like Becky Lynch backstage, and she'd say like one sentence, or like somebody will be backstage and they talk and give advice or something. Probably going to be something like this. Like somebody's going to see Undertaker randomly in the backstage, being like, "Can I get some advice, old school?" It's gonna be so stupid. Oh, it does not sound good. Um, <laughs> not sound good at all. I mean, the the the, the women match sounds dope. Oscar versus yeah. Roxanne is gonna be That's, dope. That is dope. Um, but yeah, the rest of this, I'm like, why do we need this? Like, and then the uh, other match is what Mello and Mello versus Braun with Cena's in Mello corner and Heyman's in Braun's corner. Yeah. What? I mean, the match itself will be fine, but yeah. why? 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 Why why are we doing that? I mean, um the only connection there is between Melo and Cena is of course, um Melo did the homage to uh Ruthless Aggression when Cole yeah. was still champion. But right. I and feel he like was that's just recently wearing that the John Cena spinner US title, but like it's a, it's a reach. I guess. <laughs> it, it's a little bit of a reach. There's a connection there, but it's like bare minimum. Um and yeah. and Braun and Heyman like what? What? <laughs> I don't. I don't know, but I'm not surprised by this because um, both of these companies, when they go head to head, they usually do try and sweeten sweeten and entice people to come and watch their show. I get it, right? Um, and last year, Title Tuesday did better than NXT, if I remember correctly. Uh, Big Match Rio uh, po- popped up and popped a rating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And. Uh, put our pipe and piped everybody down. It was lit. Piped everybody down. Whoa! She had her pipe. Whoa! Whoa. Hold on. She showed up with her pipe and piped everybody down. All right. Um, Yeah, (laughs) Rio showed up. (laughs) Back Rio showed up and popped a big ratings number for AEW. So I have to imagine they were like, "We're not losing this two years in a row." Um, I'm sure that they're still. Some uh, semblance of, uh, all right, well, the Wednesday night war ended because we had to move to Tuesday. And people have taken that as us losing. And mm-hmm. so it's not just we lost in the ratings last year, but we also technically lost the Wednesday night war. So they're just like, no, no, no. We're not taking another L to these guys. Um, our product is 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 popping right now. Um, Becky is coming down there, and the numbers are yeah. better than they've been. Um, they right. actually... Ha- had a better number than Dynamite this week. Um, yeah. So NXT is doing well. But that's also kind of why I'm like, if NXT is doing so well, why do you need to stack why? it with, these, with all of these WWE wrestlers from the main roster? Because the show is already doing well on its own. If you exactly. if you trust the, pro- the product that you have out there, you don't need to do this. <laughs> and you're lying to me. If I'm a new NXT viewer trying to tune in on this first Tuesday, you're lying to me. I'm not about to see Cena the week after. I'm not about to never. see Undertaker again. I'm like, why are you telling me this? Just give me, give me what you guys are doing 800 in the ratings. You guys are doing great in the ratings. Yeah. Why are you not giving me what you've been getting with the ratings with? Why are you giving me this uh, raw light show? It doesn't really make sense. There's a couple other factors too. I mean, Edge is going to be having his first match in AEW, which I think I'm pretty sure they, they, that's why they stacked a lot of this against. They're like, oh, Edge is going to be on there because Edge is going to be a good, doing a good number, but NXT, man, y'all are killing it already. Like you said, they got them this week in the ratings. They like, y'all are yeah. doing it. I don't really understand this big push. I mean, I understand this big push, but I really just don't understand this I don't, big I don't push. understand why 
they've built that big old warehouse with all those people if you have no intention of trusting your stars. Like, you have a full developmental system supposedly supposed to create the stars of the future, Mm -hmm. but you refuse to, like, actually, you know, trust them to, like, you know, carry the product. Like, it's it's a constant cycle in WWE, and that's why they have to end up buying the star from somewhere else or, like, mm-hmm. recruit him, because you don't trust your own people. And, like, this, like, The Undertaker, like, what the hell is he going to do? Seriously. <laughs> like, what, li- literally, what is he going to do? And, like, even the thing with, like, Dynamite this week, like, they did really well up against Dynamite. Obviously, like, there were the TBS issues of, like, yeah, TBS got to get it together this week, because that was unacceptable. Yeah. Like, I feel awful. like they lost so many viewers last, simply because of, like, that TBS issue. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, they just don't trust their own roster. And it sucks because there's some really good people um, that NXT has right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think what they're doing with the women down there is is good. I think what they're doing with Melo and Trick right now is, is good. Um, again, this is the most, I think, people have been excited for NXT in a while. I think, yeah. at least since the reboot. Uh, people are into the show again. And so I just don't feel like you need to do this. I, I can see some I can see some main roster people here and there, but you know, in a subtle way, not in a hey guys, like <laughs> you wanna see Undertaker again? Hey guys, you like John Cena? He'll be here. Uh, like, nah. Yeah, no subtlety at all to this. <laughs> no. I think uh, that's what AEW did well for the title Tuesday card. They stacked it without seeming desperate. Yeah. Like, it all totally. is great stuff, but it all makes sense. They're like, still telling the stories that they've been Yeah, telling. it's still keeping, like, storylines going. Like, I don't know what NXT does the week after this. Like, yeah. how do you follow up after Cena, Taker, Cody? Uh, yeah. I don't know. We're we're back to a regularly scheduled program. We're get, we're back to the hillbilly <laughs> tag team coming out there, yeah. uh, Thea Hale, and like all of the usual stuff. Um, I don't know. Uh, but on the other side of this, um, AW does have a good show. I mean, I I do think that if you're a fan of either show, this it's a good night because I think that both are going to yeah. be exciting yeah. to watch. Um, but I'm excited to see what AW does. I very much am curious now. Do you pull the trigger? Is this where you break the glass and you bring in Mercedes? Uh, because I, you do have a title match here. You do have yep. Sheeta going against Saray here. Um, uh-huh. Of course, I would like to see Sheeta win and get the belt back, but I also could very much see Sheeta losing, and this leading to uh, Mercedes coming out. I think, I think honestly, Mercedes versus Sheeta is the money match I've, I'm, yeah. I'm probably alone in this but You're it not. makes a lot more sense with her story like think about it. she went to stardom she challenged the ace in Mayu Iwatani coming to AEW and challenging the true ace like nobody wants the Soraya match I know like Tony wants it or like nobody <laughs> wants it like I think only Soraya and Mercedes want even it. at all in like people were literally groaning whenever like Soraya's picture would pop up and this is in the UK the only reason people cheered is because they had that queen song that is it like (laughs) it's not clicking she can only wrestle once every two months and when she does it's not great um put put the title back on Big Sheeta I agree um I I think in terms of like in ring and everything that match will be better I think that there are um more connections there but 
I mean, this is clearly a match that Soraya has wanted that she's been campaigning for. It seems like Mercedes wants the match. Even uh, when Soraya was retired, she was trying to get this match. I'm yeah. like, why are you trying to I don't to think she match? needs the title for that match, though. Like, <laughs> she, I don't, she, she doesn't. She but, doesn't need the title for that match. She, she doesn't, but I just wonder, because we're still here, and the fact that uh, Mercedes was in the building when she won the title, I don't think that was a coincidence. Uh, as it seems like Tony has been trying to put this match together for a while. That was the rumored match for Forbidden Door before uh, Mercedes got injured, of course. Um I don't know. I'm very curious because, and of course, we got more Mercedes out and about without a boot. We got uh, we got her doing some uh, hinting and you know uh, Mercedesisms. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> five minutes before Dynamite, she went live yeah. five minutes before Dynamite started and dropped that full gear teaser. She's yeah. funny, dude. Yeah, When's so, Full Gear? What? Have, does anybody uh, know? Yeah, no, you I, have know. To, I have to ask my friend. Yeah, who's your friend? <laughs> <laughs> who is your friend? Yeah, who are you going to ask? It's a little A-dub. I'm still, why would you say that? Yeah, uh, but I, I think this, even if she doesn't show up on Tuesday, I think the fact that she's out and about more, she is doing promo and everything more, tells me that she's going to be ready to be in a ring pretty soon. Yeah, yeah um, like Which I'm excited because um, before the injury, I was ready to proclaim this woman wrestler, women's wrestler of the year. Um, yeah. She was on a hell of a run. Um, now, of course, I think now it's Athena hands down. Well, I but um, I think before that, just judging off of her work in Japan and the, the two matches she had done in the U.S. for uh, New Japan Strong, um, she was having she, even more than the matches. Like the game was changing with her. Fam, main eventing a New Japan show, co-main like, eventing a New Japan to. show with yeah. Okada is yeah. like. No. As a black woman, that's not a thing that happens. Do that. As a woman, period, just doesn't. Yeah, happen. yeah, it's not something that happens. So, um, yeah, I was ready to uh, to proclaim her women's wrestler of the year, but um, still had a great year. Um, hopefully, she is ready to get back in the ring after this injury and close the year strong. Um, hopefully. Hopefully she'll be a full gear. It just makes too much sense for her to be a full gear. It's in yeah. L.A. Um, I feel like she was. I feel like she was teased very heavily for the first forum show in January. And then I went what, to go and try to see. Yeah. <laughs> then whatever happened with that, uh, I am assuming New Japan was like, nah, y'all not getting her first match. Nah, We're getting that first match. That's ours. Um, and so I always f- felt like she was going to eventually show up in AEW. It makes sense for her first match or whatever it is to be at the forum because they teased it before. Yeah. And that's the forum. A lot of history. I think uh, that show. I think they're going to try to put on a big full gear. Um, I mm. think just because the the last couple shows they have been putting on big shows, but I feel like full gear is going to be something different. So uh, having her on the card is a big deal. Yeah, I'm ready to see Mercedes, man. She's been even the the stuff while she's been injured has been fun. Like she's just been having fun, just doing interviews, being around, uh, just looking like. She's having the best post WWE run that she could have. It's really great to see. I'm ready to see her back in the ring though, and uh, super excited. I think the card though, man. I mean, Brian Danielson and Swerve. You could have said anything else, and we haven't even mentioned home. my big homie is about to spinebuster Chris Jericho through this AEW ring on Wednesday. Shout out to my dog, Black Pants, Tim Boots. This guy was super lit on Wednesday. <laughs> like I said to you guys, we are Don Callis family around here. The big homie has joined up 
with the dog. Why are you laughing, Larry? We're not Don Callis family over here. No, dog, I'm, dogs I'm, is I'm, out. I'm, I'm a Kenny. I'm a Kenny Omega stand. I can't be Don Callis uh, family, but I am. Very, I am very, very happy to see Hobbs and Don Callis family. That made me very yeah. happy. Uh, yeah, he, he beat down Kenny Omega on Wednesday. What's up, big dog? Yeah. This was a long, this was a very long beat down segment. Yeah. I was like, this thing is still going, huh? I said, whoa, damn. That's he's been getting his ass beat since, like, I don't even know, since Forbidden Door. Like, he's just been getting cooked. He has been getting whooped. Week. Yeah, you're right. He got to do something about that. You're yeah. Kenny Omega, man. This is yours. Where are yeah. your friends at, man? What's going on? Where your friends? are going to be crazy. I can't wait. We're your friends. Why? He's like, Kota Bushi's my only friend now. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Matt and Nick Jackson are your homeboys. Hangman Page can help you. Nope. Hangman Page, his ass beat too. What? Yeah, he is. I guess so. He is. Yeah. Hard for them elite boys out here. <laughs> it's okay. They're about to bounce back. I will say Bucks versus FTR in full gear is going to be crazy. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, which makes me think, like, you know, obviously these last couple pay-per-views, there's been a huge focus on secondary titles. Yep. And so... Obviously, MJF versus Jay White is announced, but I mean, you know, anything could happen as far as like, you know, possibly the tag match main event, possibly, you know, you can pull the trigger on the women's title, possibly main events and if you have Mercedes in the building. So yeah. like a lot can happen there. I, I'm i just waiting. I was very surprised because they were like the tag match can happen anywhere. I'm like, all right, Tony, just go ahead and say it's going to be on title Tuesday. And then, <laughs> <laughs> just go ahead and just blow the whole load. Why not? <laughs> right there. Announce it. I mean, I, I honestly think they should have had a max title match on title Tuesday, but you know, that's just me. Yeah. I figured they weren't doing that. I thought at, at the very least we might get um, a tag title match, maybe like ring of honor. But at this point, cause we don't have Adam Cole, like, I don't know what we're doing with that. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, Reg. I can feel yeah. I can feel the energy coming up already. I can feel it welling up. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> jump into some of these humper chats before we move forward. Uh, uh, yeah, we're all the way off the page now. Hold on. Nice. Okay. Appreciate uh, y'all. From Arduit, he says, for Grapsity, Phil talking about punk on Ask Grap saying, I'm a survivor, got me imagining Phil Brooks singing in the intro to Reba Show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a survivor. It's hella funny. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, that sounds really, really funny. That um, does. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into the I usual. I can't believe I opened CM up the Punk page and I was like, "Why is this guy's name the first line on here?" I thought we were done here. Well, I know where we were because we were uh, recording an interview, and I was looking at my I phone, know where and we that's, were. that's... <laughs> stop, stop it. That's funny. Stop it. So <laughs> I know I know where we were at the time, um, uh-huh. uh, and. Uh, I looked down at my phone, and that was all that was on the timeline was CM Punk stuff. I'm just like, I just uh, don't. Come on, man. I don't. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I, I'm good. I, I just, I'm good. I'm uh, done. Keep it, yeah. you guys. Just like keep it. Just keep it. I don't I want it anymore. Every variation of him and all his friends yeah. muted for the longest. I can't take it anymore. Like, just do what you got to do, bro. Just it, him and all his friends. It's just I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> Uh, from Tony P says, uh, Petty People of the Week, NXT booking next week on uh, TK's B, uh, B-Day at that. 
It is his birthday. Um, I'm what? I mean, it's business. They don't care about that. Not at all. He goes. This is super nasty and funny. I love it. Uh, the the stripper that bad mouth Lotto. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yeah. I would have done, uh, done that shit too if you took my shit. Drake's still throwing shots at Riri and Rocky. Uh, Give it up. Uh, she. She got two kids and is a millionaire. Rocky not battling you. He already won. Nigga, uh, <laughs> Amazon, baby. It's a you issue this whole time. And for a second week in a row, doing some nasty work, Cronin and a Blazers bitch-ass front office. Uh, uh, Tony P is clearly a Miami Heat fan. So, uh, I'm, I'm a Miami sure... fan. Oh, really? So I, I'm yeah. sure that... Uh, he, this is him being upset that he thought maybe you guys were going to get Drew Holiday. Yeah. And Cronin was like, no, I'm not giving the Miami Heat nothing. Sending him to, <laughs> to, <laughs> send him to Boston Celtics. This guy this guy gave players to both of Miami's biggest rivals right now. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Our offseason has been ass. Like, yeah, oof. I don't know what Pat Riley is cooking, but he might want to get out of the kitchen. Um, <laughs> I've never said this before, but I think, I think it's time. You think it's time? I think yeah. it's, I've been a fan since what 2006. Yes, Tom. Yeah. Um, he needs to hang it up. Jimmy Jimmy tried to restore the feeling with his emo um, hair yeah. during media day. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler continues to be one of the most entertaining basketball players ever. Just He's with the, amazing. Just with the off court stuff. Um, his stuff on court. Yeah, I I got a good laugh out of this. All of the memes that came from his hair and everything. Uh, all of the videos from it. He said, this is how I feel internally. I said, he just like me for real. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this this was great, man. Uh, 10 out of 10. No notes, man. Yeah, Jimmy no, you got it. Man. You did it, Jimmy. I wish, I wish. <laughs> I wanted him to win the chip so bad. I, sure, I did too, man. Mm. I really wanted him to win, but can't be too upset at the uh, Denver Nuggets. But Yeah, right. I can. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I did want Jimmy to Touché. win. Though. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, see, Tony Petit's got some more for us. Uh, if I'm a star, why would I go to your team when you do shit like that? I know one thing. Hero is, a, is in a salty mood. Cronin better hope uh, he don't play his way into all-star selection or something close to it. Then Blazers fans will be wanting his head. Um, yeah, I mean, it's business, man. I get what it is. On the, on the Drake tip, um, I do think that he did a lot of corny things on this album, including the re-stuff re, re that... I mean, allegedly, that's what he's doing on that verse is uh, throwing some shots at uh, Rihanna and Rocky. Um, also threw a very weird shot at uh, Esperanza Spalding um, over the. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You haven't seen this lyric. I I I put Drake down like two projects ago. So so um, he uh, he's still upset that he did not win best Noise oh, in the Grammys. That. Yeah. Oh and my Esper- god, that was so long ago. Yeah, he's so- a boy. So Esperanza Spalding won that year, and so he yeah. threw a, he threw some bars that way about hey she won this nobody even talks about her anymore. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, because she's Get working over it. She's working at a college and she's moved on with her life, bro. Like, what are you doing? Move on with your life, too, Drake. Um, Get there were over some, it. There were some other like weird shots at other people in there that I'm just like that. My biggest takeaway from this album, and I I didn't dislike the album. There there's a bunch of songs on there that I do like. Um, 
But my takeaway from this album is I, I need this guy to get some help, man. Like, it, yes. just, it just feels like... Go to you, a therapist, dude. Rap is not your therapist. The music it just is feels not your like therapist. You, he's, he's just holding on to so much stuff. I, he just never... He has not been the same since the Pusha T beef. Uh, he's 36! He is 36. Yeah, <laughs> he just hasn't been the same since that beef. I think all of the going-ons with Kanye and Pusha have just, like, it's just, it's just not, he's not got over it. It's very and I saw an article it. last night that he's taking a break or something on BBC said that he's having yeah. stomach issues, so he's going to take a break. Good, take a break. Get some therapy, big dog. When Tony P was describing why he was mad at Rihanna, though, I was like, I mean, if you're a big hater, that is extra reasons to be mad at her. You went and got married. You got two kids. You're a gazillionaire. Like, honestly. Just did the Super Bowl. Like, you're, you're uh, making all of this money not doing music. With another nigga, too? Hell no. Nah. I'm about to throw shots. I mean, listen, man. I, I enjoy a little pettiness every now and then. It's funny. And and don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those people that are like, Drake needs to grow up. Um, no. I am. A, a, a big part of his appeal is that he's toxic. And yeah. I mean, sometimes, like... <sighs> How do I how do I phrase this without people tr- getting ready to get me out of here? Because I feel like people are already like typing the tweets right now. <laughs> get me out of here! <laughs> this, this, this guy, yes, <laughs> you're out of uh, here, buddy. Um, I get it. I get that this is a, a a character for him in some ways, but it's blurred the line enough of how much of this do you really feel this way, yeah. and how much of this is just for the raps? Because of course, everybody that that gets the raps off is lying about yes. something so i i i would wager some of this is to get attention but some of this messiness does feel like bro let it go man <laughs> like mm-hmm. move on he don't let nothing go i think it's also because drake he's just been attacking women a lot but you don't attack yeah. them people. yeah you don't attack them people who really read you for filth and that talk about you in that movie theater and how people was just you know just doing whatever you like you didn't do you didn't you didn't talk to them like that, but you just attacked black women so care care carelessly and just put he just he's a pillow talker. I think like that's also one of the yeah. things that makes him somebody, so now. He tells everything. Somebody um somebody compared him to Taylor Swift and I've been laughing at it since <laughs> he is male um, Taylor Swift for sure. <laughs> male Taylor Swift is hilarious. Um yeah, uh, it fits also the the beef with Kanye. Yeah, there he's 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 a Swifty man. He's Team yeah. Swift. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. Speaking of Kanye, it's my toes. It's Yo, my toes. That clip. It's when my I toes. Te- when I tell you, I laughed at that clip that entire morning. What's I watched wrong it with several him? times. It's my toes. It's my toes. Uh, I don't know if you know the context of this lyric, but. Kanye, there's this video that popped up on the timeline of Kanye getting a pedicure in a room with Ty, Ty Dolla Loke and a bunch of other people in the room. It's just him, like, randomly getting a pedicure. And I guess, like, the woman did something and it hurt him. And so he sat there for a minute and then he hopped out to see and was like, Donna, I'm done. I'm done. It's my toes. It's my toes. It's my toes. I'm done. <laughs> it's my toes. It's my toes. <laughs> It's she's trying to explain, that's a, that's trying to explain what she's doing to his feet. He's like, it's my toes. <laughs> it's my toes. That's, that sounds like him. That no, sounds it, 100% like him. It is really, really funny if you haven't seen it. It's very, very funny. Who um, found that video? I don't I I've, where? It. I've had Kanye mute it, too. So I think that's why I haven't seen it. It hasn't yeah. come across. Yeah. yeah um, 
Yeah, I've tried to stay out of the Kanye news cycle as well, but this was very, very funny. Um, this and that clip of him ranting and raving in that hotel room that popped up as well uh, was also really funny because I could just imagine Nas somewhere like, why am I in this? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, me, bro? Uh, up. It's crazy. <laughs> it's my uh, toes. It's my toes. It's my toes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, more from Tony P says. Uh, lastly, uh, Edge fans, quote unquote, uh, some of the shit that uh, some of the shit said on his account. I would say this: uh, <laughs> you know, you're going too far with WWE. It's better than AW slash WWE Trader Talk. When uh, Baby Cube has to tell your ass calm down and be a voice of reason, don't call this man Baby Cube, man. Baby Cube is crazy. Baby Cube is crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean. Speaking of age, I guess that's a good time to get into Russell Dream because I felt like this was a great show, and we were Edge, Edge was officially an AEW wrestler. I still, I just still can't process that. It still feels very surreal. Don't sound right. Um, but yeah, you guys were in the building. Um, how was this show in person? Amazing. I, I and I've been at a lot of AEW shows this year. I think that was the best one, at least. Mm. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't at All Out, so maybe like that could be the best one. But like after going to Forbidden Door, All In, and Wrestle Dream, it was just a great vibe. Seattle's a great wrestling city. Yeah. Like they were live for their people. They were live for all the Defy people. Like the the energy was great. The show, like everybody, just seemed so hungry, and it just yep. came across. And I think, like, the vibes were there. And I think it was even cool. It was so cool because, like, it it was already a great pay-per-view for me. And, like, the honestly, my one of my favorites of the year before Edge came out. But, like, once he came out, it was just, like, it felt like we just ascended, <laughs> like, to a whole Crazy. different level. Like, yeah. it was it was nuts. I, lo- I loved every second of it. And also, like, there was really no bad matches. Like, I can't no. really – there was nothing that, like, yeah. that didn't deliver. So, yeah, this was <laughs> sorry guys. This was uh insanely fun. I got to Seattle pretty early and the um energy for Defy, people were chanting for Defy mm-hmm. like as soon as they started lining up and the energy for Swerve Huge. was yeah. so crazy. People were doing the Who's House Swerve House outside of the arena before we got in. When we got in, they were doing it as the show starting. Mm-hmm. Like I said there's there's, if you've been to a wrestling show, it's gotten to, if you, if before the matches start, people start chanting things like what and woo, Wick Flair and LA Knight things started getting over. Now, Swerve's thing is a part of that. Every wow. show that I've, like the last five shows that I've been to, people have been like, who's house, Swerve house? Even if Swerve's not supposed to be there, it was even crazier to see the energy in Seattle though, because they love their people yeah. so much, man. And we got to see Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. wrestle, and like, I mean, my people. That was, that was such an interesting match because I think like a lot of times like you can measure a classic because everybody's like hooping and hollering and chill, chilling, like I mean cheering, but like I feel like for that match, for a good part of it, everybody was just like silent, and because yeah. my jaw was on the floor, like I was just they were doing stuff that I had never seen before. Like I had never seen before. And I don't think we've ever had a mainstream technical wrestling showcase like that 
definitely not this century. Like, mm-hmm. and but definitely not in the West. Like, I'm not sure. Like, we've ever seen anything like that. I mean, Brian himself started crying after it. He's crying. <laughs> I've never felt anything like this, and like, I felt. You know, like I think that 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 feeling fans felt it too. Like, it yeah. felt like we were witnessing history. Like, this is like a Seriously. whole different type of wrestling. And Zack Sabre Jr. has just been so excellent this year. Mm-hmm. Like, this excellent. And I think, like, mm-hmm. I feel like this was his coming out party to the rest of the world. And it couldn't yeah. be any more well done. Yeah, yeah. Lyric, I think you're exactly right. I think because while we were watching it, they were doing so many things back to back to back. We didn't even have time to be like, yeah, they were just <laughs> like, as soon as we start to react to something, they're doing something else. It was like, this is crazy. They're countering each other. They're doing crazy strikes. They're trying to break each other's limbs and stuff. It's just felt like exactly the match we've been waiting for for so long. They've been building this match for 15 years, like for a long time. They've been years. talking about this fucking match. Like every, like I said, every time that Zack Sabre Jr. has had a match for the last 10 years, someone's been like, Brian Danielson, what about Brian Danielson? And to finally get this match and for them to execute that amazing and to be there to witness it and all the fans are just in awe it's like man that's y'all did it yeah, yeah. i think also like i came i walked away from that i think zach saber jr is the best technical wrestler in the world i think brian danielson thinks that too mm. but like he he like his skill set like i've seen zach saber jr make up submission holds mid mid-match and yeah. it's not like i don't think brian can't be but Zack Sabre Jr. has wrestled this style more consistently for much longer yes. than Brian has. Like, very rarely, and he Brian will tell you himself, like, he does, he hasn't always had opponents who can keep up, you know, yeah, like, exactly. and do the stuff that he would like to do. But, like, Zack Sabre Jr., like, forces his opponents to wrestle how he wants to wrestle every yep. time he wrestles. Every and match. So I, I think that repetition alone has made him – he is the best technical wrestler in the world. Yeah, I – I think it is, but I I think that the counterpoint I'm sure a lot of people would say is um, he came to America to wrestle this guy because he's considered the best. Yeah. Um, it's the same reason why um, Gresham wanted to match. It's the same reason why you hear guys like Lee Moriarty yeah. and all these other known technical wrestlers speak so highly of Brian because he's done it on such a big stage. Mm-hmm. And um, I agree to Zach in terms of like what he's done. I mean, Zach is among this uh, resurgence of secondary champions this year because yeah. th- his his run with the television title has been incredible. Ugly well, uh, ass belt, but great run. Yeah, I, 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 the belt has grown on me. I I think just because we see it a lot, I've, I, it's grown on me. It still looks like a toaster to me, but I I, I, I like it. On him, it's okay. Yeah, right. I, I like right. it. Uh, you know, Zach comes out with the with the with the Aussie like punk music, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm in. I'm, I'm sold on the whole package and presentation. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it's just the fact that Brian is this guy that has this reputation with technical wrestling and the fact that so many other greats want to be in the ring with him. So many people that want that title want to beat him and be in the ring with him. It says a lot. Um, I think that Zach definitely proved himself. This was this was oh, one yeah. of the best matches of this year. I feel like it's one of the best matches I've seen over the last five or six years. Um, this was this was amazing. Very jealous that you guys were in person for this match. Um, uh, many other things on this card. I was like, wish I was there for that. But this match in particular, very salty that we did not get this match we were supposed <laughs> to happen in Chicago, Illinois, for Bendor. But it <laughs> is what it go. is. <laughs> Here he go. It is what it is. I I will. <laughs> 
I will accept it. Uh, at least we got the match. <laughs> it had to be in Seattle, Phil. Brian Danielson, the connection, like, the energy needed to be there. Everything happened for a reason. I think it was so much more special than it would have been that first time. Like, I, right. I think, like, it was just everything a lot. And I think, like, that first Forbidden Door, I feel like there was so much going on that I'm yeah. not sure, like, how this would have fit or maybe they would have right. had to, like, cut time from it or something. Like, I feel like this was able to be one of the stars of the show the mm-hmm. way that it was supposed to be. Like, and I'm not sure it would have been able to be that on that first card. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with Lyric that I, for me, at least this is my favorite AEW pay-per-view of the year. And they've been on a streak of very good pay-per-views. Like the, the only pay-per-view I would say this year is weak, but it's only weak in comparison to the other ones is Double or Nothing. Because <laughs> um, yeah. Double or Nothing is not a bad show, but in comparison to Revolution, in comparison to All Out, All In, Russell Dream, even Forbidden Door, it's definitely the weakest. Um, yeah. But I feel like, yeah, they've been on this run this year of like three or four shows in a row where they have not missed. Um, All Out was very good in spite of everything that was going on. Um, All In delivered in front of the UK crowd. And this show, I feel like this show was fire. This show was fire, man. Like I said, I think this was my favorite. Uh, We got Eddie versus uh, Shibata, which was was special. Yes. Incredible. uh, I mean, Eddie is we on a run. talked about Swerve, too. Uh, Swerve and Hangman was insane. That one was that special, was... and I think, like, yeah. that one, yeah. I, was, I was really happy to be in the room for that, because I feel like that was Swerve's coming out party as a as an AEW top guy. Yes. And, like, I think, like, that was, a, and I mean, like, the proof is in the pudding. Like, he, he's over everywhere he goes. Like, even at All In, like, there are 80,000 people that was he crazy. Swerve's house, and like it mm-hmm. wasn't forced or anything. Like they're into it. He's he. I don't think we've ever seen a black wrestler be groomed to be world champion. Obviously, there have been black world champions, of course, but we've never seen a black star clearly be groomed to be a world champion. And we're seeing that with Swerve right now, and it's insane. Like it's crazy. He's over. Like over, over. Like. Yes. Man, People were lining up at the production trucks outside of the building yeah. pictures with Swerve's face. Like, wow. it was nuts. On the big truck, yep. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I think to your point, I think one of the great things that's happening with Swerve right now is we're seeing the transformation. We're seeing him go up in weight and moving up to a heavyweight like Osprey did. We're mm-hmm. seeing the change in presentation. Um, we're seeing the stuff like the Nana challenge getting over. Um it just feels like this is the one. Like if 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 anybody was like they've got to push a black wrestler to the top of the card and put him in a main event scene, it just feels there like he he's is. the one. Um, yeah. it, it, this just... match was crazy too. Like yeah. the energy, Hangman, not for nothing. I, I know a lot of this podcast when he was champion, I was talking crazy. An amazing pro wrestler, man. He just gets it in every aspect. He gets the little things. He knows spacing. He knows timing. He knows how to. Uh, switch from babyface to heel when he needed to. Like this was a great match that he executed, but Swerve was like floating on air from his entrance down to everything. It was like, oh, this guy cannot lose. This guy is on something else. Oh yeah, yeah. Hangman. I, I'm a Hangman stan, so yeah. It was. It was always. It's good one to see him back in like the singles. Um, yes, mm-hmm. on a singles run, but I think also like. He can give just about anybody their best match on any given night. He's 
he's just undisputed, I think, as a wrestler. If you go on cage match and you look at, like, at high, highest rated AEW matches, he's in a lot of them, singles, mm-hmm. tag, and trios. Um, and so, like, him paired with Swerve was great. But, like, Swerve is also – he takes every opportunity and he over-delivers. Like, he over-delivers. He – if there was ever a proverbial gra- brass ring to to grab, he's he's grabbed it. Like he's yep. done it. And even after he won, like the way the whole crowd started doing it, nah, nah. After it's like crazy, insane. <laughs> yeah, just man, so excited for him as as a longtime fan, as someone that has felt like he should have been in this position for a long time. Somebody that saw it before he signed with WWE. This guy was the hottest free agent that year, and nobody can tell yep. me otherwise. I remember that year vividly. Uh, but, yeah. He, he's Would uh, all... now be a good time, maybe, Phil? We got something coming up? Um, Yeah, we do. We've got uh, – we are going to have Swerve coming up soon. We interviewed him for the third time. Uh, so it's been cool to also interview him on the Rise Up. We interviewed him before he signed with AEW. Right after he, uh, he got the release from WWE, then we interviewed him in his first year with AEW, and then we interviewed him, of course, after the match at Wrestle Dream. So, um, excited to put that interview out soon. Uh, yeah. but it's cool that he's putting everything together, man. Like, I just seeing him, him put it together as a promo guy, seeing the character stuff come together, and this guy is still that guy in the ring, man. Yeah. The the variations I keep seeing this guy pull off with the house call, that transition that he does into that that brain buster, it looks smooth every Crazy. time he does it. Yes, the yeah. rolling flatliner he does, like all that yeah. stuff, just like how yeah. he connects all the moves together. And then like I think he beyond that, he's always been a great wrestler. He just like you can feel him getting being the top guy. You can feel him like reacting in moments he should that he wouldn't have previously, and like being in positions that he wouldn't have previously been in just like knowing who he is as a pro wrestler. That's really important. I think a lot of young wrestlers, that's where the the level that they want to get to of like, they don't even know who they are. They don't know what the character is. They don't know what kind of moveset they have. They don't know anything. And he feels like locked into knowing exactly what the character Swerve Strickland is. And we're seeing it right here. Jericho and, um, and Kenny, they said that at the media scrum too, of why they like him so much of, he knows who he is. Like he's not yeah. pretending to be anything. Like he is—he knows his character. He knows his role, and he knows how to get it over. And I think, especially with him as a heel now, they've done a really good job of like having him have you know this faction in the mogul embassy. And but you sometimes you see heels get overly dependent on like their yeah. muscle. Mm-hmm. But when it came time for him to get into to the ring, he can still deliver. Like, and All I think right. like that is what separates him like from a lot of guys. Like. He just delivers in every situation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we also got, uh, uh, I felt like one of the gems of this card that, that over delivered, in my opinion, in the, in the TBS title match. Um, Absolutely. People were very excited for Julia Hart, like more excited than I thought. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think the, the, the moment of this match where I was like, nah, they've got something with Julia is, uh, when she pulls off the spider suplex and you could see everybody getting up and getting excited for the moonsault. And then when she hits the moonsault, the big pop and the ooze and eyes for it, they've got something, they've got something in her and they've got to run with it. Um, and I mean, Statlander, Statlander, she don't really miss with matches. Um, she's, she's been on a good run with the belt. I wish they would give her more like storylines and like feuds and stuff, but the matches have been hidden. 
I think this is exactly what we've kind of been pitching for women's wrestling, right? If you invest in the wrestler, if you give them time, you give them storylines, you give them things to yeah. do, the fans are going to uh, come along. And that's exactly what's happening here with Julia Hart. Julia Hart just has been in everybody's faces and on everybody's eyes that eventually you're like, whoa, well, she is really good. She is this. She is this. And now we're seeing it right here. It's like invest in the women's wrestlers and people are going to want to see see more of them. I yeah. think that Julia, she just took advantage of every single opportunity. Like, obviously, I feel like House of Black has just been very, like, up and down yeah. for various reasons. But she has showed up, as, and she's been consistent. Like, I feel like no matter what's happening with the rest of the group, mm-hmm. her and Brody King, I think, counts here, too. It was just very consistent yeah. in getting her character over and doing the work. Like, she just has always made the best out of the situation. I think that it's been really, really resonating with folks of just, I will say out of all the AEW shows I've been to this year, that was the first time for a women's match where literally nobody moved. Right. Like everybody was in their seats. Everybody was yeah. hot for this. Like, and I think that Chris Statlander, she's just been so consistent. I know she wants like this orange Cassidy type run of just being on TV every week and just, going through the competition. I think she's done a great job of that. I'm interested in see who's, you know, who emerges like next for her. Mm-hmm. Like that mo- time at the end, like when she just, just so strong and like just literally flings Julia around. Like she's, she's her. Like Chris Statlander has been amazing since she's came back, but that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really like the finish. Uh, the, the two pile drivers looked really, really mm-hmm. grisly. I thought it was a cool way to put Julia away and again, make Julia look like a big threat. Um, yeah. I'm very excited to see what else Statlander does with the belt. I kind of feel like Tony Storm should be the challenger at full gear. Um, I feel like it makes sense for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, the only thing that's really missing, like I said, is just like the the, the storylines and just yeah. like let these women get in there and cut promos. Like I thought mm-hmm. that was, if anything, I had a issue with with the Julia stuff. I'm like, all right, it's cool that she's in here after the matches and the Brody stuff that he did was great, where he gave the exposition of oh she's beat all these women. But I'm like, yeah, but why couldn't Julia say that herself? Why did you have to say it for her? Right, mm-hmm. she could talk. Yeah, uh, and if she can't, give her the chances. Like you gotta. You got to see what you have, man. You got to give her the opportunities to develop as an in-ring promo person. If, mm-hmm. if you don't, then, you know, she's never going to get any better. Mm-hmm. I will but, say, I think that's one thing that AEW has done as far as, like, they don't, women don't have as much of a leeway to make mistakes. Yeah. Like, yeah. People heading into double or nothing, like, the pillars got a million opportunities to bomb on the mic. Like, right. I yeah. cannot put into words how many times between Jack Perry, Sam, and Guevara, <laughs> MJF too, honestly, yeah. and Darby Allen, they got up there and stunk up the place on the mic, but they kept, they keep getting opportunities to like get better, get better. And I feel like the women's division, and I blame Soraya for some of this, like, <laughs> Like you gave her a mic one time, and now the women's divisions can't get mics right ever again. And it's just like it shouldn't be that way. Of just like people are gonna, you know, make mistakes. Now she shouldn't have been making mistakes, but like for these homegrown talents, like you have to give them the ball. Like think about somebody like Sky Blue. She's on TV almost every week. Yeah, how many people have actually really heard her talk? Exactly. I don't know what her voice sound like. 
Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think you're. I think you're right that they don't have the same commitment to the women. Like, if the women, you know, fail, like that, I feel like that was a thing with Thunder Rosa's title reign as well. Like, she had some promos that didn't exactly hit, and then it was like, all right, well, she's just a bad promo. I'm like, yeah, yeah. but you know, keep giving her the opportunities to improve though. Like mm-hmm. she has some of the other stuff working for her. So, and they know, put her out there with Vicky and they just doomed yeah, her from the beginning. Yeah. It's like, you guys didn't even give her a chance. That is kind of an, an, an AEW women's issue is it feels like it's a lot of one and done. It's like, Oh, we tried it once and it didn't work. So let's never try it again. And that's funny, yeah. Phil, cause we just talked about this on Ask Rhapsody and Lurk said it's essentially the same thing that we said. Sammy Guevara has gotten like a hundred times to try Fam fail try again fail like he it's infinite opportunities for him to do that and they don't give the women those same opportunities yeah my guy is on what uh change turn number four <laughs> yeah. like, he's, he's is... on big show levels at this point jesus yeah. seriously <laughs> yeah like come on man like that's why i'm like yeah I, again i i'm not one of those guys that's just like oh you know he doesn't care about women's wrestling at all he being tony khan but i do think like some of this stuff um uh, does not make him look good. The fact that he does not, you know, seem to have the same commitment to the women. I um, think I was about to say, yeah. And I think also like, especially with ring of honor, like people, whether people are watching it or not, if you are watching, you'll see like the women are talking all the time. <laughs> like they're talking yeah. all the time. Yeah. They have multiple matches. Most they have like four matches. matches on some shows. Yeah. Like yeah. numerous matches, talking mm-hmm. segments. Like there's so much character development. I feel like happening. I think that, Right now, the selling point of the Ring of Honor in its current iteration is the women's division. Like, if you want to see the women from the AEW roster, like, talk and wrestle and showcase their skills, Ring of Honor is it. And so, I don't know. Maybe it's a network thing, but that just doesn't seem clicking. Yeah, that is interesting, Lyric, that you bring that up because if – if you watch that show, you're like, damn, this fool does like women's wrestling. There he was some, loves like, it. Sometimes the matches are like back-to-back. They all have stories. Everybody's doing something like, yo, what's going on here? This is a women's wrestling show, and the matches are hard, too. So it's like – A thing maybe... about Layla Hirsch slap, by the way. Very good match. Yeah, I don't know what it, – it could be a network thing, but I don't know. I think it comes down to ratings play a big role and like, mm. if he sees a dip in the thing. But yeah. recently – the women's segments have been doing great, so I don't really understand what's going on. It's because they've been investing in Julia. I think, like, honestly, I think Julia is the person that people have been most invested in since Jamie Hayter got injured. Like, yeah. and I think, like we said, it's a one-and-done thing with the women's division. I think, like, we were on a really great path when Jamie, you know, heading into – because now that I think about it, last year her run was crazy because, like, yeah. you they'd have promo segments for Britt and Soraya. She'd be standing in a corner – and yeah, yeah. For Jamie Hater, like it was, it was. Nuts. At one point, lyric, she was one of the most over people. Like I would go to it shows, and it people down. would be screaming for her. And it's like, I was at full no. gear when she won the title, and like people went absolutely berserk. And so I mm-hmm. think, like, one thing about when Tony, he he always has backup plans when stuff happens to the men. I don't think he ever has backup plans when stuff happens to the women. And I think, like, when Hater went down. The women's division obviously suffered for the rest it did. from now until maybe. It's, I was gonna say it's been bad since then. Recently, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he didn't have a backup plan. 
Yeah, I, I think that, uh, to your point, it might not be a, a network thing. I think it's a ratings thing. I think he relies so heavily on what does well in the ratings. And so if it's proven that this women's thing doesn't didn't do well in the ratings, oh, well, not going to give him a chance again. And I just yeah. feel like that that hurts their development in a lot of ways. Because um, yeah, wrestling's we, about uh, reps, man. It's all yes. about reps. Right. No matter if it's in the ring, on the mic, anything, you got to keep doing it. You can't just... I mean, some people are natural, but most people aren't natural, man. You got to give yeah. them opportunities you, to get better. Yeah. You, it, I don't care who you are. You just got to give them the chance to have that experience to get better. Uh, but it was very good to see Athena on this show. Um, I do think that they should have been putting her on the main card as a champion and yeah. giving her a title match over the last three pay-per-views. But it was good to see her. Good to see Billy Stark. Um, I'm curious to see where, where we're going with Lee Moriarty and Shane Taylor. Um, I think that can be good. Um, Lee's one of those guys that I feel like they got to figure it out with because he's been there long enough. Um, but it was good to see all of them on the show. But far mm-hmm. and away, the biggest bright spot from the pre-show was the Claudio match mm-hmm. with uh, with um, uh, ah, why am I drawing blank? Um, Josh Barnett. Barnett. Josh Barnett. My brain yeah. would not work for some reason in the moment. Mm-hmm. Josh Barnett. Um, but this started this uh, overarching thing for the entire show. John Moxley did not wrestle, but <laughs> he was very important to this show, man. He, he was, was a big fixture on this show. Um, <laughs> the second he showed up out there with Claudio, um, he got a good reaction. He was yeah. incredible on commentaries the entire night. Uh, like I said, one of the best things about this show was John Moxley on, on commentary. Commentary in general was really good. Nigel was great. Mm-hmm. Um Taz was great as well. Um, really good commentary. Yeah, that. Nigel salivating over Zack Saber Jr. beating <laughs> Brian Danielson's ass and breaking his limbs. Amazing. I feel like even though like for the live crowd we didn't hear Mox's commentary at first. I did go back and like listen to everything, but him coming out, I feel like that is what set the tone for the show. Like yes. the entire yes. energy inside the building shifted when he came out because it's just like. AEW really isn't AEW without Mox. So yes. him being in the him being in the room, like it feels like, oh, everybody's here. So like, yeah, it just changed the energy. And then like going back and listening on commentary, like he was really getting his shit off. Like I like he was standing up, he kicked up, just screaming, covering the mic. Like he's such getting a fined. He's such a fan <laughs> of professional wrestling, and I think like. It's really cool to see. I think he's the ace of professional wrestling right now. And I think yeah. that goes um, just like plug here. But this weekend, Revolver Women's Grand Prix. Ooh, that's heat. Really great job of putting over women's wrestling this week. Yeah. That's this weekend, Larry? Yep, yeah, it's tomorrow. Wow, that's going to um, be a it's gonna be on, show. It's going to be on Fight TV. But, like, I think he's done just such a great job with using his platform to put over specifically everybody else, but women's wrestling, especially this week, he did an interview with sports illustrated. And so Mox, anything he touches, I think he just makes pro wrestling better. Yeah. I mean, he, he made the match with Claudio that much better, but it was just such a fitting uh, match to put on this card for an Anoki tribute show and to have Barnett included, um, to have the story of why Barnett was on this show, which, Mox gave that piece of commentary and I felt like it was very much needed information. Um, I felt like the stuff afterwards was very good because it feels like now we're going to get the Claudio match at Bloodsport at some point. uh, Probably during WrestleMania weekend. Um, That's exciting. Um, But yeah, I thought thought that that was easily the best thing about the pre-show. 
then of course we started the show with MJF versus the Righteous. Uh, I feel like he should have just vacated the belts, honestly. Yeah, like, come on, dude. I I get I get wanting to keep the the Max and Adam stuff going in some way, even though Adam is not available. We did get the Adam segment this week on Dynamite, but. I don't want to see this guy beating tag teams by himself. Never. No, never. and you're going to kill literally the tag division that you've worked really hard to create. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think also, like, I thought that they were honestly going to have, like, Roddy be his partner and, like, you know, like, yeah. do some stuff. Because I feel like that has a lot more legs, too. And also, let's like, they both are really great wrestlers. And I think yeah. like, that have some legs to it. But this whole handicap thing is not working Especially when you have three belts and you know that you don't like to wrestle and you know that you want to do 20-minute promos every week. It doesn't work. You're not Roman Reigns. He shouldn't be doing it. So you definitely no. should. Yeah, yes, uh, it's like my least hmm. favorite wrestling trope, man. Anytime somebody – you're just killing a tag team. Anytime you do this, there's no point of having Dutch on the other side of the right. He's huge. Like in wrestling theory, why – they should murder you. It's two guys against one. It doesn't make sense why you're defeating these guys. I know it's wrestling and that's not how it works, but you just, yeah. there's no need to do this. I just hate that. And the Ring of Honor championships are involved in this weird bullshit. Yeah. Can they go and he has angle a, and they haven't it? been on Honor Club once. I just feel like, what's the no. point of like putting all these belts on these people if it's not going to actually grow the brand? I thought that was the point. Like, I thought yeah. the point was to grow Ring of Honor yeah. the brand. Only person who's showing up consistently is Athena. Like that's her show. So right. Yeah. I mean, I I'd have to assume if Cole didn't get hurt, they eventually would have shown up on on Honor Club, and they probably would have defended the belts at a Ring of Honor pay per view. But it is we got to move is. on. We got to pivot. I don't know why. Yeah. You can't uh, just like keep. Oh, Adam Cole's gone. Let's keep doing the story. No, let's figure something else out. And I mean, to be fair, he got all of his babyface stuff over in this match. The crowd was very much into it. Um, uh, some of the comedy stuff is not for me. Um, but I can tell that people enjoy it. And so this wasn't a bad match. It's not that I did not like the match. It's that the finish just ain't for me. Like I said, if you, you've got a two versus one thing, like how much longer are you going to keep this thing going? And, and I think a lot of people were starting to like the righteous, but now you just made them look like a joke. Yeah. And I think you guys I'll- can't beat one guy. And I also think, like, we're already at the end of the line with the MJF title reign. Like, you know, November 1st, he beats Kenny. He, he beats Kenny's record, and which I'm not really a fan of. And I think full gear, it makes like a, a year. I don't yeah. see a reason to drag this out. If he's babyface now, clearly we're not going with the bidding war of 2024 stuff. Thank mm-hmm. God, by the way. I think that was a terrible idea to start with. Mm-hmm. But I just... We're already at the end of the line, and I think like MJF is getting great live crowd responses. Yeah, like clearly it's not. It's I don't think it's clicking with just about anybody else, and so like it's not, especially when everybody else is at the top of their game right now. Like, yeah, all the other AEW top guys are firing off on full cylinders. Yeah. Like you have Brian Danielson on a crazy ass retirement tour, Hangman Page's back, Swerve is killing it. You have Kenny Omega eventually is going to be on this a, a revenge tour. Takeshita's coming up. Jay White. Yeah. Eddie Kingston. Like, it, the list goes mm-hmm. on and on of just, like, he just feels like he just, he's not standing out. Do you think Jay White has a chance at Full Gear Lyric? I think Jay, Jay White should win. 
I think yeah. he should win. Yeah. And I think I also so think he should win. I think it's time for Max to come off the belt, and I think Jay White is the perfect person to put it on, even if he he doesn't have to hold it for a long time. He's mm-hmm. one of those people. He's so legitimate. You can it doesn't take long to heat him up. Clearly, right? Um, I think it's believable for him to beat MJF. He has a great faction, and I'm gonna be honest. He's a he's a great talker, and yeah. also like he feels fresh to the mm-hmm. AEW audience, especially for people who weren't New Japan fans. Like, and I could keep telling people like he's great right now on the mic. He ain't even turned up yet. This no, ain't no. Even, this is not Jay White. That's why I'm saying like. They need to get MJF out of this situation quickly. Jay White ain't even on 10 yet. And when he yeah. really turns up, bro is going to get exposed if he doesn't get some new material. I think he I, has potential. Yeah. But he's about to get exposed right. bad. I, right. I, I was very surprised at how many people thought MJF won that promo battle last week. And I was like, no, he didn't. They didn't think that for real. They were no, just we kind of like, they, they were lying. Yeah, I I saw a lot of people that were like Jay looked out of his depth, and I was like, no, he no, didn't. He didn't. If anything, this looked like what Jay would look like over there in in WWE going up against a sports entertainment guy because he was mm-hmm. doing all of the same sports entertainment bits. He came out this week and did the rock bit. He did mm-hmm. the dueling chat bit. Um, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong, like I said, all of the face stuff that Max is doing is over. It's working. But at the same time, like, if you're going to come out and trying to keep selling me on this tofu thing, like, nah, you're not, that's uh-uh. not disproving who Jay White is. I watched that guy in New Japan. I know who he is. You're not selling me on this idea that he's boring and stale. That's something that people think if they did not watch him. Exactly. <laughs> I, I watched it. I watched the entire run up from the Tanahashi match at Wrestle Kingdom up. I know what this guy's capable of. You're not fooling mm-hmm. me, bro. <laughs> Yeah, if that's the sale of you trying to get me to think that Jay White's boring, that's not the way. I see what Max is doing. I know he's like, anytime he gets into this baby face heel thing, he likes to go like super trope style. Like, so he's yeah. like, I'm a big baby face. I'm gonna go all the way 100% in on baby face, but do all the classic baby face things like the rock thing that he did this week. But it's just like, you gotta do something else. Boy, I, I thought it was very telling when the guns came out and the guns was like, man, you're a talker. That's the best thing. You came out there with tofu and I was you like, you made me tweet good about the guns, Max. I'm pissed, dude. The guns came out and cooked you this week, brother. Even Max admitted flat out that he, he said he dropped the ball this week. So, I mean, like I, he, he tweeted, um, like, what was that yesterday? Or the day oh yeah. I saw that tweet. And so like, you know, self-awareness, you know, is the first step. So may, hope, maybe he course corrects. I think he has potential. I just don't, I think like a lot of this, he's not ready to stand on his own. And I think that it's very clear with the Adam Cole stuff, like him getting injured because this is about to wear off soon. Like those live crowd reactions are going to wear off soon too. And I think like, if you want to sustain him as a baby face, he needs to lose the title. We've never seen MJF climb. Like, you know, we've never seen him fight his way back up to the top. That's a fresh story. So let it be fresh. Like, I think like, He's not over or anything. Like his career isn't over or anything. I think yeah. for him to stay a top guy, he needs to lose the belt soon, and he needs to be on that climb. I think that's the difference between him and a hangman. Like hangman yeah. is so much more fun on the chase. You know, we've never seen MJF mm-hmm. on the chase. Yeah, and I, I think to your point, I think everything that he does as a heel, it made more sense for him to be on the top and do things the way he does. I'm like, even right. even embarrassing the righteous as a as a tag team, that works perfectly for you as a heel. Way but better as a heel. It, as a good guy, I get that people are going to cheer because you're over, but 
it just don't hit the same. And I, and I think this was always my suspicion when people are like, oh, just keep the Adam Cole stuff going and make him a baby face. He's a thousand percent better as a heel. He just Way is. And I don't I don't think it's so much that he can't stand on his own. I just think that he hasn't found a consistent lane as a baby face yet. Yeah. I think yeah. as a heel, he had it figured it out. He had it, he had it down to a science and I thought the title run was, was, was cooking as a heel, but this is kind of uncharted territory for him with the company. And we're seeing it. You're seeing some of the hiccups of it. I think that also like he was too, con- I, I don't know. I wasn't sold on him as a heel either because I just feel like up until the Adam Cole stuff, I felt like it was just, the same stuff that we have been getting over and over again. And like, you don't want to wrestle. And like, my thing is that works for a company like WWE who's more sport, but AEW is a hardcore wrestling focused product. So like Mm -hmm. when you're not wrestling on a regular basis, but Brian Danielson is and John Moxley is Mm -hmm. and Kenny Omega is, it's hard for the average AEW fan to believe that you are the top guy in the company. Because it's a very wrestling-focused product. And so, obviously, I think that one thing about the Cole stuff that helped, he started wrestling more. Like, he started, yeah. you know, being out in front of, like, you know, the live crowds more. But I just think that he, I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it's not clicking. But and to, I, it's not I to hit you off. But to my point. I think that that's why it worked because he was a bad guy. You're not supposed to like it. You're not supposed right. to like that he's not wrestling. All yeah. of this stuff of him not feeling like the top guy. Yeah, because he, the way he got there, he cheated. He, mm-hmm. the way he won the ring, the, the, uh, chip to get there, the way he beat Mox to get it. Yeah, he's not supposed to be in that spot. And that's too, uh, uh, Jay White's credit as well. The way he cut that promo. Like, yeah, it's not feeling elite because you, took a shortcut to get here mm-hmm. and yeah you can disguise it with all of these other things but bro we know we saw how you won to this point this week when he was like we know who you are bro we know you're a liar and so you're not fooling us with the parlor tricks bro and so all of that stuff works as a heel but as a good guy you gotta expand past that mm-hmm. and that's why i don't think that there's long-term legs in him being as a good, a good guy i think that he just works best at the heel. He, I, I just I think, think that he does. I just don't think that we've seen enough for him to to say that like he doesn't work as a babyface. And I don't I think, think it's yeah. I don't I think, think it's that he doesn't see, work. I do think we have to see him on the chase. Like you know, I think like yeah. part of being a top babyface is being on the chase. Like you know of yeah. the, of the climb. I I feel like with his heel run though, it's just like. I don't know. It just didn't click. It's it didn't click for me. I think we were all really excited when he won the title at full gear. Mm-hmm. And then it just felt like, oh my gosh, like this 20 minute promo segment this week, then he's not here. Then two then we have to wait a month to see him wrestle. The match will be good. Of course, it'll be good. Then we just repeat cycle over and over again. And he talks about, I hate this company. I want to leave. Da, 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 da. Meanwhile, obviously the tabloids are always saying <laughs> stuff it just it wasn't good like it just it, it wasn't good i'm not going to pretend that it was like the matches were great <laughs> the matches were great when he actually did wrestle they were great but once in every three months like that's not like i said this is not wwe you were you were 27 you can't just go missing like roman reigns like it just doesn't work it doesn't work like this like and i think also 
the way that company perception, like, I think that it really bled through of just like, obviously it's just jokes and stuff on TV, but when you constantly diminish and demolish the product, other people start thinking that way too. And like, you know, I, I don't think that, and that's why you see a whole bunch of backtracking now, just, mm-hmm. oh, well, I love AEW putting over the company because guess what? Like that, all that bad faith, it started to add up and that starts to become public perception. I don't know. Yeah, I, I could, I could definitely see that. I, I could, I could see where you're coming from, but I also feel like the things that worked about his heel run might have been a little too meta, and people are just like, ah, yeah. well, this just just do the wrestling character, bro. We don't need we don't need the the real life raps. That's not real life raps. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but Pretty I much. I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed it for what it was because I think a part of what makes the Brian match at Revolution special is like, no, we want Brian to beat him because. Brian's going to be here. He's going to wrestle. He's going to tell you he's excited to be here. He's going to do all the stuff that Max doesn't do. And mm-hmm. that's why it was that much more heartbreaking when, when Max beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the mark of a good heel. I think that that's what made some of the other feuds going into this work. I think the reason we like Darby, for example, is Darby doesn't feel like a wrestling character. He feels like a genuine person. Mm-hmm. And you put him across from um, Max, who is very much a wrestling character that very much uses all of the tropes and everything. And it makes such a good juxtaposition. And I think that's, again, part of what makes him such a good foil for guys. I think mm-hmm. Revolution, I think that is a great example. I think he, that was good. But I think anybody can put together a great feud with Brian Danielson. I think that yeah. the be, to be a top guy, to a true top guy, is to be able to be able to create other top guys. And to be able to carry other top guys. And so that's why after Revolution, between Revolution and All In, I'm going to be honest, there's really nothing noteworthy from that title reign, to be quite honest. Like, there's nothing to write home about. Of course, the Double or Nothing match was good. The lead up was awful. And he has parted the reign, not as much as everybody else, because they can't talk for shit. But, yeah. Um, I I yeah. kind of disagree with that too because I do think like if you look at stuff like the one-off thing he did on Collision with Ethan Page which wasn't even planned which was fantastic I thought what the pillar stuff did for Darby was great I feel like Darby is a future AEW world champion 100% but is that because that's not because of a, a uh, MJF though no that, I'm not saying that it is but I feel like the pillar stuff showed that he's ready I oh. showed that I showed that I feel like the pillar stuff um moved Jack ahead a lot as well. It it set the mm-hmm. stage for him to turn heel. Um and I mean when he does come back, I think that there's so much you can do with that. I wouldn't I think that there's a lot of legs as well with him being the guy behind the devil mask because of his connection with Max, because of other things. Um I I I think that he stumbled okay. as a as a promo guy during that feud. But I also feel like they did a lot of great work character wise with him. Um mm-hmm. So I, I again I see where you're coming from. I understand why people are like, man, this is getting stale. Because I do think we've kind of reached the end of this title run for Max. I feel like I feel like Jack, uh, not Jack, <laughs> not think about Jack. Jay should have hey. beat should beat him at a uh, full gear, and I feel like it's the perfect timing for it. You've got Omega moving up as a singles wrestler. You can do Jay versus Omega for that title sometime next year. Um, I feel like it's time. I, I it, it, that doesn't hurt Max. I feel like there's so much you can do with Max in the climb back up. But 
I feel like it's kind of time. Uh, and if if it's not at full gear, I think it definitely should happen before the end of 2023. 100%. I, also, I, I will say, Jack Perry and the Devil's Mask, that's actually... That's a that's mm-hmm. a great idea. That's a great idea. I, I and here's the thing. I like Jack Perry. I think you know some call him the savior AEW. Not saying I'm saying that. <laughs> Whoa! You know, hey, hold on a minute. I, 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 I like Jack Perry quite a lot. Um, it just wasn't. I will say the double or nothing stuff wasn't good. I feel like Darby could have gotten himself over no matter what, just because he's Darby and also the crazy. He's. Darby knows how to get himself over. He's always going to be put in a position because he's going to do the dumb shit that nobody else is willing to do. And so he's always going to be without being Sammy because Sammy just does dumb stuff, just do dumb stuff. Um, But I mean, Darby's over with the people. I don't know. I just feel Max has a lot of potential. And I think we see we've seen a lot of bright spots there and there. But it's just he one thing he's lacked is consistency. It's been very down. I think he's lacked consistency and for him to be the guy, like I think I know he wants to be the guy and how AEW wants him to be the guy, you gotta become consistent. Brian Danielson is consistent. John Moxley is consistent. Kenny Omega is consistent. Like these guys are consistent. And so I feel like, yeah, he just has to be more consistent, but he can't do it with that belt. You gotta come up off that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's also very young, and I think the fact that he's accomplished so much early in his career, it says a lot. And some of those other guys you name, like those guys have been to the top of the mountain. Like Kenny's been mm-hmm. top guy over at, at, at New Japan. Um, yep. Mox has been top guy on television. Like being a television wrestler and, you know, translating, it's just a different beast. Like it, Kenny Omega, will you say that? So I think the fact that he's succeeded in WWE Absolutely. and he could take that somewhere else, like it just shows a lot, and I think this he's gonna get a lot from this title run. That when he does become champion again, um, he's gonna be able to carry that belt a lot better. And again, I don't hate him as champion. I think he's been a good champion. Mm-hmm. I personally think that he's one of the better champions. I think that Hangman yeah. is an extremely underrated champion. Absolutely, um, I, absolutely. Probably the most underrated. Uh, probably the most underrated AEW World Champion, in my opinion. That match um, catalog that. Hangman put together. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think a lot of people are touching it. Like the Danielson matches, mm-hmm. the Texas Death match with Lance Archer. Like Hangman's in ring title reign unmatched. Yeah, um, yeah. I know. No, you got to hop out of here in a minute. Um, real quick, before you hop out of here, we have a New Japan show coming up. Also know you're a New Japan fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Night 2 of Destruction will be tomorrow. Um, really excited for that card. Um, I thought the first show um, was good. Of course, the highlight of that show, if you have not seen it again, put it over last time we talked about it. If you not have not seen Suji versus Osprey, please go out of your way to watch this match. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, coming up on this weekend... Uh, let me get the card in front of me. Should have done that before I, <laughs> before I tried to jump <laughs> into this topic. But hey, man, it is what it is. Um, uh, of course, like we've got Leo on this card again. Mm-hmm. Um, always excited to see Leo wrestle in New Japan. Uh, uh, Three way oh, yeah. Leo, Speedball, yeah. and uh, Takashi. And Hiromu, yeah. And then there's the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Match. Intergalactic yes. Jet Setters, Kevin Knight and Kushida versus the War Dogs, Clark Connors mm-hmm. and Dan Maloney. The strong tag titles are up. 
Piccoleo and El Fantasmo versus Alex Coughlin and Gabe Kidd. The Never Six Man titles, Tanahashi, Ishii, and Okada versus Motor City Machine Guns and Josh Alexander. And, sad, and sadly, we have Sonata versus Evil. Yes, that is the main event of the show. Sonata <laughs> versus Evil. Uh, of course, the storyline stuff, it makes sense to do this match. I'm glad we're getting it out of the way on the road to probably um, Sonata versus Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. It Please. is a necessary evil, but it is what it is. Um, we also got just five guys. I guess we're going to possibly get another member? We got just four guys, and they said they got a fifth. So, I might get a. I can see it. Um, Yuya is finishing up with Impact and going back to Japan. So oh, true. I can see that. Um, but yeah, a uh, lot of good things on this card. Uh, Finlay versus Tama Tonga as well for the never open weight title. Um, yeah. Of course, the match I'm the most excited for is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title because it's Leo. Uh, and, and Hiromu is incredible. I want Leo to win this match, man. I don't know if he will, but I want to see it. <laughs> Every combination this year of the Leo Rush, Hiromu Takahashi, and Mike Bailey pairing has yeah. been excellent. Whether it's Leo mm-hmm. versus Speedball, Speedball versus Hiromu, Leo versus Hiromu, that first match that they had earlier this year during the New Japan Cup, and then obviously mm-hmm. again during Best of Super Juniors, all excellent. Um, I think it's going to be incredible. I can't wait. I think it's going to be a match of the year candidate. I also think that that junior heavyweight tag team match is something yeah. to keep your eye on. Kevin Knight has been excellent this summer. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. his, the time and impact and on the indies has really helped. Um, and so, yeah. I'm, and he's also been great in these road to destruction matches before everybody got sick because everybody's yeah. sick right now. And that's kind of crazy. Um, everybody got the flu. But, yeah, it, that card is great outside of the unfortunate main event. Yeah, and uh, the main event is a lumberjack match, which is going to be very interesting. We don't get many oh, lumberjack brother. matches. <laughs> we don't get many lumberjack yeah. matches in Rough New one. Japan. So that's going to be interesting. I don't know what to make of that. But, again, necessary evil. Get this out of the way so we can get to the match we really want at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, Facts. It's still crazy to think about right now. Wrestle Kingdom is three months away. Um, very excited. Can't wow. Yeah. Oh, snap. That's dope. That's really dope. That's not my bucket list for sure. Yeah. Definitely on a bucket list there. to go to Wrestle And Kingdom. New Year's Dash. Because if Okada and Kenny team up again, I think I might scream. <sighs> that did happen this year. That um, did happen. <laughs> that's crazy. It did happen this year. Um, well, yeah, man. If you have anything else to plug, please plug it. Um, Really appreciate you being here. Yeah. Um, do I have anything to plug? Um, just follow me on social media at Lyric Wrestling. All my info's there in the link in my bio. But yeah, really happy to be here and always happy to talk about, you know, my favorite thing, pro wrestling. Very cool. We appreciate you coming on and giving us your insight on these shows. I do my best. I'll be on my Zoom. <laughs> Man, I appreciate you. Um, look out for Lyric. Um, if you are I, of course, don't want to be that guy that's just like, hey, man, hire black people because the three mm-hmm. of us are black. But listen, yeah. hire more black people, man. That's it. Seriously. Hire more black because people. Because the three of us are black. Co- but hire, hire, hire more black people to cover wrestling, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, especially We're hire smart. more black women to cover wrestling. Yes. Because yeah. they are really smart. Period. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, y'all, for having me. Thanks, Larry. <laughs> right, Appreciate bye. you for coming through. 
Uh, let me jump over here and change this around so we don't look crazy. Um, dum -da -dum -da -dum. Let's jump here. Bow. Is it us? Is it them? Is it we? You know what it is. It's us two years in, buddy. All right. Okay. Let's get this all. Uh, let's get this fixed. Yeah. Appreciate Lyric. Uh, Lyric, like I said, was definitely one of those people that we kept getting. Like, man, you guys got to have Lyric on the show. We got to have Lyric on the show. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, was very excited to have her on. Yeah. Um, definitely go check insightful. out. Yeah. Definitely go check her out. Follow her on Twitter. Uh, follow the podcast. You know what it is. Get For the sure. clicks. Get the clicks what? together. Get your get your clicks in. Let's get into a couple super chats before we move forward. Our friend Will Chisholm says, "Pillow." I think he's may, maybe meant Phil. He probably got auto corrected. Phil, why we keep why WWE keep bringing up Punk stuff with the goat Seth Rollins? I know what SRS reported, but last night was like WWE saying we getting Punk versus Seth. Were they were they uh, giving up some uh, some stuff over there on SmackDown? Phil, what was going on? So, um, seemed like it was a coincidence before when uh, Rollins did the best in the world line. I still think it's yep. probably coincidence. Yeah. But last night, Corey Graves. Well, they did some stuff on with Michael Cole too, right? On Monday, they threw in a couple of CM Punkisms. It was a little little CM Punk isms. Last mm -hmm. night, Corey Graves, which if you know the history between Corey Graves and Punk, very ironic. Yes. <laughs> Corey Graves uh, <laughs> dropped the the line from probably the most famous Punk promo, and you know. The greatest trick the devil has ever done is let us know that he does not exist. Mm. And I sat there as soon as he said it, and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> if you are, if you're not, if you're not a believer that this guy could go back, I feel like this was like, this was pretty heavy-handed." Yeah, I, I, I refuse to believe this is a coincidence because no. again, you could have used any quote. That quote is very, very specific. To CM Punk. And I'm sure somebody will be like, oh, but that's not just a punk quote. That's a pretty popular quote, but not in wrestling. In wrestling, right. when you hear that quote, you think of one person. I mean, Max has said every week that he, that's where he got it from. That's what it's from. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it's probably... really interesting that all of this is connected to Seth Rollins. I feel like every time something's happened recently with that you know, whatever their subliminals they're throwing, it's connected to Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins, we talk about the past couple of weeks, has a video of him saying, don't come back, brother. Don't come stay here. Over there. Don't stay away. But we also have the guy that was trying to get a match when Punk was on backstage. Also. And the yeah. guy that was tweeting at him. So it makes sense in a lot of ways. Um, it does. I, man, I am a very mixed emotions about this. Um, a, I do not want to get back into this new cycle of will he no. won't he for the next two months. I think that has already run its course. I do not want to keep getting on a timeline and, and all we see is quote from this person, quote from that person. Hey, do you want to work with CM Punk? I don't know. I don't really care. I do for the money. Like, hey, everybody's insights on this is cool. You guys pulling up this Roman quote from two years ago is weird. Um, uh, I... <sighs> I, I just the circus around it is a little bit too much for me, man. Yeah. I also I just don't want him to see you go back there. I just hate the idea of it. Um based off of everything this guy has said for the last eight years, I hate it. Um I just don't want him to go back there. Now, am I not gonna watch it and enjoy it? If it's punk versus arguably one of my favorite wrestlers in that company, of course I am. But I just uh 
it's gonna look crazy I, it's gonna it's gonna look crazy of course people are already bringing up all of the interviews all of the promos and stuff where promo he's, with, with max like where he's dog wwe yeah. and that's there, there's gonna be even more and more of that and so i just i just don't want it but at the same time are you if you if you twist my arm right now you're gonna go would you rather punk on television doing something in wrestling at all or just you know just like not being in anywhere yeah i i at this point yes i would like to see him wrestling um do i wish it was somewhere else absolutely but if if you're gonna I saw a thing on, today i was scrolling my timeline body slam said that there's still a chance that he goes to impact hey cassidy man <laughs> cassidy haynes we ain't gotta do this bro i like you as a person guy we, I don't we ain't gotta know do if this. it was Cass, but that's how I don't. I, I don't know if Cassidy did this, but Cassidy is the body slam guy. We ain't gotta do this, bro. We don't have to do this. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. No, you don't think there's a chance? No, I don't. Stop it. I couldn't even say the full sentence. I don't know why they playing like that. Stop it, man. Stop playing with me, man. Stop going over there, man. Cut it out. <laughs> Stop. Um. <laughs> yeah, so uh, of course we got the report from the Observer that has also turned to reports from other places that um, Punk is in talks to go to WWE. Yeah. We also got the Fightful Select report um, that Sean has been working on. He's talked to a few people at at WWE that have given their thoughts on him coming back. Of course, we also have to report that now people are also running with that. There's still heat between him and Roman Reigns, and if he wants to come back, he's got to make amends with the big Apologize. dog. Um, I, I think people are 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 making too much out of that as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, if he was going, if he comes back, he's got to make amends with certain of people. Um, obviously, he's got heat with certain people. So if he goes there. He's he's gonna have to have conversations with people. It's the same thing with AEW when he came back after the first um, after the first all out incident. You got to come back. You got to make make amends, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is what it is. I again, it isn't so much the Roman stuff. It's just everything about being there. It's mm-hmm. everything about your exit. It's everything you've done since you uh, this this company uh, ruined your friendship. With, ruined it. With, ruined your friendship with a guy over a podcast, bro. It was a long-term friendship way before you guys even had came to this company, and they ruined it. It's ruined over. your friendship over this podcast, bro. They fired you on your wedding day. Remember? Yes. There's so much. There's so much history there, and I mean, I, I get it. It's wrestling, man. Uh, it's business. Um, this is the best chance for him to wrestle on a big stage and get it back. I get it. I just, I just. I hate it. I hate everything I mean, they, about it. They made a whole D- DVD on the self-destruction of Ultimate Warrior, called him the worst wrestler ever, and then they came back and they put him in the Hall of Fame. It's like, I, nothing's, it, nothing's forever. It, nothing's forever. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the Bret stuff as well. Bret you know, Hart came back. I, Bret, I, Bret, I was a huge Bret Hart fan. I never in my life expected Yeah, Bret, once Bret came I mean, back. Shake in, this whole hand. <laughs> yeah, once Bret came back, anybody can come back. And anybody. I, I know that, but it's just like there's so much of Punk's career is tied to being anti-WWE. It's it just... <sighs> but that's what's going to get him the big cheers when he comes back and is still anti-WWE, but he's there. 
Yeah. Oh God. I don't know what a, a what a WWE <laughs> return looks like, man. Um, it just. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know what to make of it. Them like, fans are really the fans that said he was the worst wrestler ever, and he sucked when he's in AEW. Are really clamoring for him and Roman Reigns, though. I've been seeing that all week of people being like, "Can't wait." I was like, "I thought," but I thought. Well, you, you know how I feel about this. I've told you this um, on this podcast, and when we talked about it privately, that yeah. I think that that's potentially one of the best, biggest matches of this era of wrestling, um, because of everything it represents with Punk, everything it represents with Roman Reigns. This yeah. has been a long time in the making. Um, yeah, this is a WrestleMania quality match. You're obviously not going to do that this year, um, because you're trying to still convince us that man, we might do Rock, we might. We we might we hey, might still finish the story. We but, got his phone number, and then you throw Punk into the mix. It's like, yeah, I what don't about know. Cody? That's why I'm like, well, you know, we don't know what this announcement's going to be on Tuesday. He might be, you know, um, and of course, the other news this week is that uh, Cody appeared on SmackDown for the first time, really, in months since yeah. the Roman stuff, and of course, he shows up and Roman. Is not there. Excuse me. Of course. Um, Who's surprised? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought the closing segment of SmackDown was cool, but um, what's Cody's t- match for tomorrow? Uh, he's in a tag match. Oh, today, a, today, I meant sorry. sorry. Yeah, it's an attack match with uh, the Judgment Day. Uh, Him and Jay Uso. <laughs> Things have really Jay. changed. <laughs> Made event Jay. Uh, but yeah, this punk stuff. Uh, Boy, I could not be any more tired of talking about backstage stuff. I could not be any more tired of watching people give their two cents about stuff that they don't really know. Um, just get to the shits, man. If he's going to the go shits. there, just get it done and let's move on. If he's going to show up at Survivor Series, I was going to be there anyway. Um, so, hey, I'm not going to complain about possibly getting Punk in the Allstate Arena. I mean, Allstate Arena, synonymous with this man's career, place where Money in the Bank 2011 took place. Um don't want him to go back there. Just You're going to be there when it happens, Phil. It's going to be lit. I don't want it, man. I don't want him to go back there, man, but it is what it is. I think that's where, I mean, where else is he going to go, Phil? Nowhere, but that's why I'm like, if if I want to see this guy wrestle, this is the only option. And It's unfortunate. Don't, don't want it, it's man. unfortunate. Why can you guys make this work, man? Why? <laughs> You didn't have to do this, man. We didn't have to do any of this, man. You could, this could have worked. You could have been still on Saturdays. We could have still had the Elton John. We could have been watching it tonight. We, we could have been, watching been the boy. We could have been still colliding, bro. This could have been great, man. Like, what's... Yo, Phil, stop colliding. Not Phil uh, Brooks. Phil Lindsay. When's the last time you watched that collision? Why, man? Why, why, why are we doing this, man? Why are we doing this, man? Listen. You're going to have your replica WWE Championship in Philadelphia at WrestleMania with your hands oh in the air, God. your X shirt, and it's going to be lit. <laughs> You're yeah. going to love it. I'm sure all of my groans and everything will will subside once he's on TV. And Somebody's going to come back to this podcast and be like, look at this hypocritical son of a bitch. He's all excited about CM Punk being in WWE now, six oh. months later. Oh, 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 get ready for the unfolding tweets <laughs> and everything. Get ready for the for the wild comments because once once we get to the point and he's in a ring with Seth Rollins cutting the promos, I'm going to be here for it. I'm going to be out of my seat and everything. And I'm just going to be like, yeah, let's, let's get to the shits. Let's get to the wrestling. But that's how I've always felt, man. Like, I just... Yeah, uh, 
really here for it. It's really. Funny. I I want I want I want to get to the wrestling, get to the matches, get to the cool stuff. Like true. I I still gonna feel very icky seeing him there, but again, are you gonna? Am I really gonna be that upset that Punk? You know, possibly one of my favorite wrestlers ever is going to be possibly in a ring with uh, Seth Rollins. No, but possibly, possibly confronting him in Chicago. No, I'm not going to be upset. That doesn't doesn't sound too upsetting. That sounds like it might be kind of lit for you. (laughs) It might be kind of lit for me. Um, There are especially considering you were at the first dance. Like his return to wrestling is that, and then to be too is at his return to WWE would be something. (laughs) Yo, it but it's just so many scenarios where this is this looks so bad for him. Yeah. Uh, like it's just so many scenarios where it looks bad. Uh, but every scenario, <laughs> it's just uh, like what's a good scenario? Like a uh, one that he looks good. He's getting paid. That doesn't help me. <laughs> no, no, it just all feels very gross. But it is what it is. I mean, if you want to still wrestle, this is where I you burn the bridge over here. Apparently. You gotta, there's only another place to go, man. I mean. Hey, man. You know, look, man. Dogs off the leash, man. We're back. We're back where we are, man. Dogs off the leash. Let's get into some more super chat. Uh, Smiley BWR says, Afternoon, y'all. Hope y'all having a great Saturday. Lyrics be tweeting the truth. Phil, if you need my taser, I got you. Hello, Reginald. Shout out to Tracy. That's my friend. I don't know why she's saying you need a taser. She's talking about it. Uh, shout out to Tracy, my friend. Sorry to hear about your brother. That's really yeah. So, sorry for your loss. Um, I just realized you, why friend. you were saying this taser thing, but um, love you, friend. Uh, you're great and amazing and everything. But what the hell is this taser thing? What are you talking about? Am I in on this too? <laughs> she's talking about that. Uh, she's talking about that DM where homie was. Oh gosh, uh, I would have moved past that if I would have known. Uh, anime otaku number two says. <laughs> <laughs> Been a while since I've caught the show. Took up D and D, but torrential rain in Scotland stopped the trains today. What made? What did you make of Sukumon? If you saw it, it uh, it was. I thought it was a fun show and a great roster. I haven't seen the whole show. I've just seen like bits and pieces of it. Um, it looked like a lot of fun. Um, I am always, of course, excited for more Joshi wrestling in the U.S. Yeah, thank you, uh, Anime Otaku. Anytime somebody like. He's a he's on our show supporting all the time and like he said he's from Scotland. It's like wild, kind of wrapping back around to our two year anniversary of like hearing somebody like I'm from California, Phil's from fucking Chicago, and like you're listening to us all the way in Scotland is like, bro, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> uh, Jack Jack Witt says. WWE stocking uh, NXT like Mr. Burns stocking his power plant softball team with major leaguers. This is ultimate levels of insanity. It yeah. definitely does feel like he they're bringing in all the ringers. That's definitely what this feels <laughs> like. Uh, Undertaker and John Cena, bro. Those are like the top. Uh, bringing if in all time the ringers, they're on a show, it's like, oh, my God, you really made some phone Vince, calls. Vince running out there, man. Mark, I thought I told you to shave those cybers. <laughs> 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 so fun. I'm surprised they didn't book Shawn Michaels in a match at this point. Like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> All right, Shawn. I know you're booking, but look, get your boots. No, <laughs> oh, man. Get to it. <laughs> uh, Leonard Aaron III says, WWE message. Our present and future are utterly crap, so tune in on Tuesday to see all these past relics from when we sort of kind of knew what we were doing, but not really. AW wins again, folks. 
maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> if you pay attention to the to the rating stuff, which I'm not a big ratings guy, never right. have been a big ratings guy, I'm going to watch what I enjoy the most. As somebody that doesn't watch NXT on a regular anyway, I'm going to be watching AEW. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely we'll check out NXT to see what's going on, but AEW. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Deontay Swanye, our friend, says, very excited to see NXT and AEW. AEW more because of whose house? Swerve House. And she does always a bet. Great show. NXT Mania X7 should be fun. <laughs> Until then, chin up, breast out, and watch for the shoe. Timeless. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think people are going to have fun with this. Hopefully people um, don't take these things too serious, as I've been Please. continuing to tell people. It's just Please. wrestling, man. Like, it's just not wrestling, this serious. Bro. It's not that serious at all. Deontay also says, uh, as always, all love boys and all love to miss lyrics. Appreciate um, you, Deontay. Our friend Meet Normus says, congratulations on two years, fellas. Welcome, Lyric. WWE is desperate, def- desperate as fuck to get this W on Tuesday. They're about moments, not long-term storytelling or building, building talent. That said, we eating good as wrestling fans. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. them stacking the deck against AEW or doing whatever they do, it's still a win for their fans. <laughs> yep. uh, Will the Beast says, Wrestle Dream was amazing. It was my first wrestling pay-per-view and I got to attend it and it was in my backyard. Wish I got to meet up with you, Reg. Anyways, congrats on the anniversary, you guys. I hope Seattle gets another pay-per-view in 2024. Shout out to Wildebeest. I had, a, again, on there, I had a great time. Shout out to the homie Manny. I ran into him outside of the show. Um, again, back to the two years thing. Everybody always supporting us shows. I haven't been to, I've probably been to the last 15 shows I've been to, and they're like AEW or something big. Someone knows me at all 15 of these shows, and that's like you crazy. Yeah. They, it's always like, Grab City too, and that's like exactly what it's from. And it's like, guys. And then when yeah. they're just like, "What you and Phil do, and you inspire me to do this," or you blah, blah, I'm just like, "That's crazy." Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is uh, what your second time this year being at a show where there was a sign. Oh yeah, the Scrap City sign. I forgot. This is the second time this year went to a show, and this was like before the show even started. I'm just like sitting with Kate and Val. I think shout out to Kate and Val. And uh, I just look across and I'm like, does that say Grapsity? And I'm just like, my eyes just lit up and I'm like, yo, that's a Grapsity sign. The other side, you know, unfortunate. Keep, you know, there's a, a line, you guys. Like, keep what, was, line, what do you mean? You know? What was on the other side? The other side said, Will Washington, you know, guy doesn't, you know, usually he don't like his name being all on signs and shit. You know, looks away. You don't like his name being on signs? Because it looks, you know, you know how people are back there. I mean, he probably, you know, it's okay with it, but when people see that, they think that wrestling's weird. That's all it is. It's not even on Will. It's just on the people that think I mean, that he's, Will he's, is trying to be somebody. You know, well, I mean, he's 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 a he's a BTE bit, bit now. Exactly. So, yes. So, he's so a bit. fans, so fans are going to see it that way, and then fans are you know a fan of him from the podcast, and the guy had been doing that for close to twenty years. Um. So yeah, people. That's the thing that I've seen at the last couple shows when I've talked to on Stockton on Wednesday, I was talking to him in the lobby and somebody came up and was like, he's foreign from another country. was like BTE, like talking to Will about being on BTE. So it's B- like BTE put him in a, in a different conversation. It's way different. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's people like trying to put signs up there as for him as a guy that is a creative guy. I think it's right. them, um, as the character on as, BTE. As, as the character on BTE. And yes. I, so I, I get that part of it. Straight. 
Oh, big time players in here. Andrew Zarian says, happy Saturday. Love the show. Appreciate you, Andrew, man. We got some big time players in here. Uh, Miss J Doom says, uh, check out Andrew Zarian stuff. He has really great content on stuff. Uh, Zach Saber, Miss J Doom says, Zach Saber Jr. versus Brian Danielson was euphoric. One of the best matches this year, man. Like, not just the technical wrestling, very violent matches as well. These guys were hitting each other very hard. The, the snaps on some of these holds, this was like, yeah, just just one of the best matches I've Most seen, definitely man. was an out of body experience of like, what are we watching right now? What's going on? Brian Danielson doing that. We talked about it a little bit with Lyric, but that promo he did afterwards where he's crying because he's so excited about a wrestling match. Like, that's yeah. how you know how amazing this match. He was just like, I've never gotten to do this match that I've wanted to do for my whole career. And I got to do it like that's amazing. Uh, Tyrone Kidd says, first time I wanted to wa- first time I wanted to watch Brian Daniel versus Jack- Zack Sabre Jr. was after the Cruiserweight Classic. Mm-hmm. This death was worth the wait. Can't wait for Swerve to get the rub. Um, I was very confused at first because you said death and I was like death as in D-E-A-T-H like what do you mean Um, I was confused until I looked down and I looked at the words I was like well okay okay." (laughs) yes Uh, Jarrell Lewis says uh, went to Target the other week and randomly saw Chris Statlander shopping a few years ago I went to CVS and saw Matt Hardy there what was the what's the non-creeper what's the best non-creeper way to approach a celeb in the wild um I don't know, man. I I think it it depends on the person because some people, of course, don't mind being approached, but some people mm-hmm. want their privacy. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's a case by case. I think you, I point. think you got to read the room, man. I, I <laughs> read think the room. It, <laughs> I think you got to read the room. I think if you look at the scenario and it looks like they don't want to be disturbed, like they might be in the middle of something, then probably don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you could because I I feel like look you at could, the gear. Like if she has a hoodie on, like you see Chris Dylander, she has a hoodie on, and she's yeah. to, trying to get her shit off on Target. Maybe leave her alone. Yeah, I feel like sometimes you can read people's body language when they kind of just want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that's whole, the best advice I can give you. Is that I was just say, that's a whole another topic though, because I think that's the issue. Is somebody? Uh, I guess this is a great time to get into it because I was at I've been at a couple of AEW shows and went to go meet some friends at the place that the wrestlers are staying and outside of the place is fans waiting on wrestlers um to get autographs and stuff and it's awkward because like it's midnight 1 a.m and you guys are still out there wrestlers are just rest some wrestlers have just wrestled for 45 minutes brian danielson and zach saber jr just beat each other's ass i don't think they really want to be talking and and signing autographs at 1 a.m. when they're trying to go to bed. Like, there's a place and time for all of this. There's meet and greets. WrestleCon's crazy. You can meet all the fucking wrestlers in the world. WWE does their own thing uh, every um, WrestleMania weekend. Every time you can you can meet a wrestler at all times, not in front of the hotel when they're trying to go to bed because mm-hmm. that shit's crazy. But, um... So really, I don't, I think there's a place in time. Yeah, just read the room and don't be weird. I thought you were getting, getting ready to get into the Anthony, Mac, Anthony Mackie quip that popped up this week of him <laughs> telling the lady, like, no, nah, I don't want to sign your kid's autograph. Like, I don't want, I don't want to take a picture. He had, I like, love the big stogie. Anthony Mackie. Dude. He had the big stogie. He was like, no, no, ma'am. He had the big, I have to see this video. I saw the headline, but I didn't know that there was no, a video. No, it's hilarious, man. He, he's got, he's got a cigar and he's like, no, ma'am. And, and she's just like, <laughs> 
from he work. A, he has a cigar makes it even better. Yeah, because he's at, <laughs> I, I think he was either at the Saints game or something with the Saints because he's got a Saints jersey on. He's got the cigar out. Oh, he's getting and, the shit off. And she was just like uh, trying to get him to take a picture with her kid. And he was just like, no, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> like very, just like very like matter of factly, like, no, ma'am. <laughs> He still got the heart. He's still harnessing the energy of Tupac. Fam, listen, <laughs> listen, man. I know y'all got used to that other Captain America, man. But look, this ain't that. I ain't that Captain America. Mm-mm. Like, what was the Jeezy line? And that ain't this. And this ain't that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bitch, I'm yes. strapped. Yes. <laughs> 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 I hope he did not tell this woman that. That would be wild. Not, that'd, be, that'd be crazy. That'd be insane. I'm just trying but, to get an autograph from my son from Black Captain America. And uh, uh, I, I, of course, don't know the situation. But as somebody oh, that enjoys true. laughing at things, I, yeah. I very much did laugh at the at the dark humor of him telling a woman like, "No, nah, I'm not." That sounds hilarious. Uh, Orion Ben Six and Six says Tony wins the TBS title. And turns it into the TCM title. Mm, I would not be mad at it. That's a crazy connection, Orion Ben. You're cooking over there, big dog. Would not be mad at it. That's really good. That's really good. Uh, Van Twin Blade also says, uh, "Let Max do commentary for every BCC. Uh, let Mox do commentary for every BCC match. He can afford the FCC fees. It'll be rating gold." Yeah, I'd be here for it, man. He was really great on on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, he he killed it. Uh, Bragov says if he's back, hope this run has no backstage drama. If you're talking about CM Punk, Bragov, that's funny. Uh, we probably won't hear as much about it. Um, we won't hear as much about it. Yes. If there is backstage drama, they they kind of run a tight ship over there, so we won't hear as much about it as we did Mm -hmm. with AEW. Um, Exactly. And I I think that that was definitely one of the issues with the AEW run is there was way too much stuff leaking. We knew way more than we needed to know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sal Cruz with a great one-liner. It went from the first dance to the second chance. (laughs) Second second coming, bro. Second, second coming. The second, second, second coming. Uh, Leonard Aaron's the third also says from second city saint to second city sellout all within the pan of nine years him going back to is the nastiest thing imaginable to me as a fan for real yeah not a fan of it I don't want him <laughs> to go back there man I don't want him to do it um, but it is what it is <laughs> uh, Will Chisholm says that picture of Cody they showed on NXT with him smiling and that flag behind him popped me said it was it was so Cody yeah no it it's super Cody cool. anytime they have like those little graphics anytime anything is Cody it's like Homelander man Captain America is here you're not, uh, you're not telling nobody no ma'am to the pictures <laughs> no no kids, way the, the kids love Cody you're not doing absolutely that. not come <laughs> up here you're getting a hug too we can get a picture like you getting everything you want hey, man, big take dog. this take this weight belt you want you want you want some money out of my wallet you, you need you my jacket it, dude are you cold <laughs> have whatever you want you got it dog <laughs> well Chisholm also says I know it will hurt bro just picture the punk and Cody promos punk will tell Cody oh you the new Cena and Cena doing the Cody woo pop me I mean, Oscar versus Roxanne going to hit though. Yeah, Oscar versus Roxanne. Gonna be a great match. And then uh, Vasco says, with CM Punk working New Japan Pro Wrestling, get more Forbidding Door matches. 
no. It seems like their connection's a little too close now at this point, right? It's I I don't see him doing New Japan now because they're you're in business with doing a company with a company <laughs> that fired this guy. I don't right. See that. That'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that. Now. That's all the uh, super chats for now. Appreciate y'all. Uh, slide. Let's see if we got some super chats before we go. Y'all are dead. For it. <laughs> um, y'all are dip. I think that we are off the screen again. So here, hold oh, on. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. It's a chop. Super chats. What's up with y'all? Oh, y'all can't talk back to us. See, we ought to have a show that people can talk to. Almost Amp, Amp Mobile went out of business. Thanks for nothing, Amazon. You sons of bitches. <laughs> Wait, what? I was going to try to do this show on Amp Mobile, which is Amazon's little, it's like a radio show type thing. And then, you know, you can play music and then you can have callers and stuff. I was like, maybe like a little live type radio show. I could play music, have a playlist and shit, but then fans could call in and talk shit. And we could talk wrestling and then we could talk hip hop. Yeah. I think it's a pretty good idea. Yeah. There's some other apps that do that. So it's in the work. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, see from D-Lo Diggs he says sup everyone hope things have been great few things one Tony Yelly titty slap moment of the year uh, <laughs> Drake's new album to me is mid uh, three saw X was lit peace and one love um, yeah alright look I, I, I've only given the, the Drake album like one and a half listen you got to the full thing yeah, I got the full thing. Um, mm. Some of it is just definitely not for me. But that's a Drake album. You're gonna get them. You're gonna get the melodrama. You're gonna get the the crooning. You're gonna get the whining. But you're also gonna get some stuff that's all right. Uh, like the 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 records that hit hit. Um, uh, I really like, uh, of course, the 8 a.m. and and Charlotte joint. I feel like mm-hmm. that's great. Um, the Daylight record is like one of my favorite ones on there. Like man. Young Donnie got in his bag, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm seeing Street saying that Adonis kind of carried on that record, bro. <laughs> Young Donnie was getting his shit off at the end, man. I, I, was like, I was like, all right, man. Street saying Donnie carried that record is hella funny. <laughs> yeah, man. Young Donnie got his shit off with Daylight, man. I, I liked it. Uh, uh, What'd you I think? It. I know you're out there, Aaron Busby. What'd you think of that? Uh, the <laughs> no, you... <laughs> <laughs> no, you're out there, Aaron Busby. Aaron, yo, Busby has been like in full like reaction to anything this guy does. As soon as there's Drake news, he reacts to it, bro. No matter what it is, he is on his ass every time. What was he in like a spaces or something last night? Bro, he was in there he was in there speaking to the congregation. It was hella people in there too. Yeah. Nah, Busby's funny, man. Um I, but see, I think that's the other thing that's great at this point about uh, Drake dropping music is that everything around it is entertaining. The, the, the people complaining, like, every mm-hmm. time, no fail. This is the work Drake album. You guys yep. just said this the last time. Like Every it, single time. It, every album is the worst album. Like, th- that... And it ain't never enough time to determine that, dude. The album's been out for, like, 13 minutes, and people are like, this is the worst. I'm like, you haven't Fam. even listened to it. Album drops at <laughs> 6 in the morning by... <laughs> By noon, people are like, worst Drake album ever. Yeah, I it's can't like, believe right, this. Man, I'm listen. like, I don't, you haven't even digested the album yet, dude. Listen to it. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I, like, I think all of this stuff is funny. I think all this stuff around it is, is crazy, but 
Um, Drake is Drake. Like Drake is going to give you some hits, man. And I think I like that there's stuff on here that I like, of course. Um, do I think it is like on my list of favorite Drake albums? No, I think out of the last four albums, um, there's more on it that I enjoy this time around. I mean, there's no TSU on this record. Like, we could mm-hmm. say that like TSU was, is hard. Like, I think that's one of the best records he's dropped mm-hmm. in recent memory, but he also has stuff on there that I really do like. And so, I just can't get with the whole hyperbole of this is the worst thing I've ever heard. Like the, the production on it's good. He's got some good features on there. Um, Tizo has some good moments on this record, on the A-Man record, on the uh, on the 7969 Santa record as well. Um, Tizo is doing the focus on interlude part of it towards the end. That's where the uh, dogs will be dog thing that I was saying the other day came from. Um, <laughs> he's, he's he's there are good things about this record um but it's drake so you know either either you really hate this man or <laughs> you're in for you're in for everything he does yeah. it's, it's no in between sometimes it's like bro either you're a stan or you or are a full-on hate hater yeah. um i like so, i like that he gets everybody into their detective bag too with them trying to decipher his bars like i think he was saying this he's actually talking about connie you know he's talking about kendrick oh he's talking about rihanna he's talking about asap rack so <laughs> that was another funny thing as soon as the, the track list dropped and we saw virginia beach was the first record everybody was yeah, like ah oh, here he go he's not over this push stuff like let it go man just let it go and okay so then we get the record and it's not what you think at he all singing about 30 seconds in i'm like oh yeah this ain't gonna be it it's, it's not what you think at all it's like him it's about him recording this song at virginia beach and it's of course about a woman because it's drake and most of his music are about women um and i actually like virginia beach i think it's a good song um it's some it's some it's some corny lines on there corny lines throughout this uh record but it's drake there there are some very bad if if you are one of those guys that hates this guy he gave he fed you well with this. Yeah, no, exactly. That's why Aaron, Busby's been cooking. Like he gave you everything you needed to slander he, this man. <laughs> he, he fed you very well uh, on this album because I feel like there are some very big Drake highs on this record. There are definitely semblances of quote unquote old Drake, um, but Boy. he definitely gave you some trash lines if you were ready to run with it there are certain parts of this where i'm just like nah that that definitely is not it drake but i mean he ain't got no uh the rah rah and i'm a da da thing so i mean he's, he's got some he's got some lines that are worse i think on this worse yeah oh, i think shit. i think that r kelly line is is pretty bad <laughs> what's the r kelly line um I, I i i heard you still listening to r kelly but i ain't judging you or something like that it's like oh yeah uh, there, there, there's also the Yugoslavia, <laughs> there's the Yugoslavia line on uh, on 8 a.m. in Charlotte. Oh, this yeah. like gross. The, the the there's the the Benedict line where he's like, um, I don't even want to repeat it because it's just so <laughs> it's so bad. It's so so bad, man. <laughs> Please repeat it. It's so bad, man. <laughs> He can get away with anything, though, though. When you're the number one rapper in the world, and make no mistake about it, people that try to, there's no debate. Uh, number one on the list is Aubrey Drake fucking Graham. That, he can that, do anything in the world, and that's, it's gonna, he's gonna turn it into a, a caption, or if you clown him, it still works for him, too. Like, the yeah. hair thing, like, oh, yeah, everybody's getting into the yeah, breaths and shit. Now. No, dude, he's good. He's, he's Teflon at this point. You, he's you're Teflon. Not him out. You're not getting him out to paint. Um, 
I gonna... mean, they turned it, his uh, Pusha T's whole campaign against him. He turned it into a rollout, having his son do the cover, having his son in the video, having his son on the album. It's like, okay, I have a son. I do. Here he is. <laughs> Listen, man, Donnie, Donnie has been one of the, has been the star of this rollout, bro. He's in the video getting his dances off, man. He got, he got some verses off at the end of daylight, man. Yep. He, 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 he's uh, at the beginning of the 8 a.m. video getting this shit off, talking about the album cover and all that. Like, yeah, he's good here. He he's a big part of the rollout. I seen uh Drake um at his show the other night with the the custom uh, Letterman jacket with the design on the back. That's the cover of the album. Uh, Donnie's been a big part of this rollout, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very silly. Oh uh, no, but yeah, I, I can't repeat that Benedict line because it's just so <laughs> cringeworthy. It's it's so bad. There's also bad lines like slide in your box like a boat. <sighs> Drake. <laughs> Drake. What? Drake. No. <laughs> no. Funny guy, Driz. Funny, funny guy. Funny guy. But an enjoyable album for me. Um, it has its highlights. It definitely has its lowlights as well. For me and you, of course, I think War Dyer is the is the Ooh. is the album that lifts I played it about feet. since remember I didn't play it. I played it probably like six times at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I just the, it's yeah. just uh, stopping. I just started over. <laughs> yeah, the Earl uh the Earl and uh, Alchemist record is the one to listen to it's me. Crazy, to man. me, great, great music, great samples, soul samples. The gospel sample he used, Vince going crazy. Uh, Vince, that twenty-seven braids join us. Like Earl, when he just raps, man, it's like can't yeah. nobody do it like this guy, dude. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, really good album. Um, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I was not signing up and doing an NFT joint. So yeah, I can't. I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. Sorry, Earl, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was I feel album. you. I understand when, when anytime like rappers or artists get into that, like we gotta fuck the streaming and all that. We're doing our own thing. I get it. I, streaming ain't paying shit, but I can't. Also, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing this NFT joint. I'm, I'm sorry, Errol. I, I'm not like, even sorry. I feel you. I'm, I'm on the side it. of the artist, but I can't, bro. I can't. Do it. Not, not doing it, Earl. Sorry. Remember uh, Kanye put out that he like made like a little thing. It's like a little player with his music on. It's like. Oh yeah, you had to, to buy it. Like, nigga, yeah, what? you had to buy the player, and then nah, bro, I'm good. Come on, you doing way too much. Drop that my, shit on Apple Music, bro, so I can move. Nah, my my headphones and speakers work just fine, bro. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I don't need no extras, dog. Leave me alone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, man. It's my music, man. It's That's my it. music. Bro, it's my. It's my music. music. It's my ears. Now nah, we're my done ears. here. It's my music. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, my ears. It's my ears. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tony P, uh, No Mercy was good, and Russell Dream was a blast. Tiffany, Ilya, uh, and Mello uh, doing their damn thing. I was happy for Trick, too. But after the opening promo on Monday, had me wishing he would have just lost it there. Wasn't on Brock level of nasty, but still foul. Um, <sighs> NXT No Mercy, right? So I think this this was a solid show. Um like I said, I feel like it brought that vibe back of TakeOver. Um, I feel like there was a lot to like about this show. Um, I continue to tell people, as not a guy that's a Corbin guy, that fan base likes Corbin, man. They do. I, I was very surprised that Corbin won his match. Uh, Corbin took on Brian Breaker, of course. And mm-hmm. uh, due to some shenanigans, uh, Corbin ended up winning his match. And... He got a big pop when he won. Corbin is still over, man. I don't, nah, I don't really know. Like, and not, not for me, but they yeah. really like him. They really, and like, as not a wrestling character, like his 
antics that he does online when he's talking shit to people i love him as as a wrestler i'm indifferent but as like the Not guy the he's hilarious i'll be dying yeah. at his, his tweets and shit when he was in a fight with that chef dude about they were cooking steak and the chef was trying to cook him that shit was hilarious hilarious man he yeah so corbin and Braun breaker opened the show um Corbin won this match. Um, not much to write home about. Uh, Brian Breaker came out with a hilarious big dog uh, <laughs> mask on, which was ridiculous. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but it, it was worth it for all of the memes and everything and all the jokes afterwards. Um, but uh, yeah, this match was what it was. Um, Corbin won, got a big pop. Uh, Trick Williams beat Dom. I was surprised that Trick won here and I was like, oh, this this is good for Trick. Good for him, man. Uh, big win for him. No, it was. It wasn't good for Trick. It was a good trick. <laughs> In that moment, I was just like, "Man, this is good, right? Like, this is the thing you you can use just to to push Trick forward. Um, this is a good way to uh, ignite the feud with Melo because I figured right after he won, I was like, "Oh, Melo's definitely no, going to lose." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This was a good way to get into this. They, they at the end of the show." Um, the last thing we see is them talking backstage and Melo's looking at the belt. And so mm-hmm. I thought we were going to get story stuff out of this. Nope. Mm-hmm. Sorry. We're just going back to Dom. Phil, uh, why did they do this? For the I, big big Trick Williams Bakersfield pop? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I almost feel like Trick should have just lost here. Like, right. If, 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 if the takeaway is that he's not ready, then why'd you put the why'd belt on Why'd you get him? him? Why'd you give him the belt? Why'd you do this? Like, I... <laughs> I, I, in the moment, it was a good moment, but afterwards, three days later, I was just like, "What are I mean, we doing? You Why did we right do this?" There. You said exactly right there. In the moment, it was a good moment. All they care about is moments. It's fine. Of as course, long as got his moment. Of course. Uh, and then the, he was the, on Raw afterwards, so like, it, yeah, it worked. Yeah, I, I still think there's a lot of upside with uh, Trick Williams. Um, Same. I we've both talked about this. Uh, I think that there's a higher ceiling for him there, and what they want. I do. Than there too. is with Melo. Melo, of right. course, is the better wrestler, yeah. and of course, you know, Melo's amazing. But he's incredible. Like what we're, those the, guys think. Yeah, like based off of like the wrestling we like of of like him being Casanova and mm-hmm. like everything and like just the character stuff he's been doing. Of course, I want Melo to succeed, but mm-hmm. for what that company wants, you can tell they like Trick. They like you Trick can tell. a lot. I mean, what's there not to like, dude? He's pretty over at the moment. Over, he has a great he's tall. look charismatic like yeah. all the things that you would want he has it yeah uh and that's why I mean, i'm like why'd you give him the belt for two days you dumb idiots <laughs> yeah i mean look man i i think it's great for him i i really like that he's getting over with that audience and hopefully it translate um i think that you can give him a title run down the line and it'll be yeah. better he'll be more prepared but Again, if he wasn't ready, don't put the belt on him. It just was That's a it. stupid, stupid move. Because then uh, it makes him look wild. It's like, yeah, it just Dominic was stupid. just beats him two days later, and he's probably yeah. forgot about it or whatever. It, it, but see, this why in the prediction for the show, I did not think he was going to win because you're clearly not done with the Dom and Judgment Day not stuff. Not at so, all. So why did you do this? It just doesn't make any sense. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, the yeah. the the four way for the tag belts was fun. Um, I am not the biggest. Uh, family guy um it Tony seems D. today that all all right peter griffin i'm not the biggest family guy either yeah i'm, I'm not the biggest guy with the d'angelo and two stacks joint but 
I know people like them. Uh, I thought this was a fun tag match. Um, I really like the fact that we're good, we're seeing Garza more because I've been saying for the longest Garza is Garza is dope. He's one of those guys I want to see on TV. I more. don't know why he is in a fucking top guy over here. He has everything. I don't either. But yeah, I think these guys worked well. It was a fun tag match. Um, uh, the, the the Heritage Cup match was fun, mm-hmm. but. The the last two matches are really the talking point from this show. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, first the the NXT Championship match was really really good, lived mm-hmm. up to the first match in every way. Might have been a better match, um, honestly. Yeah. Uh, which is is hard to imagine that they managed to top that first match um, at Great American Bash. But Ilya Dragunov is an animal, man. This guy came out there and was beating the ever living shit out of Melo. Um, I love yeah. the um hit the story that they tell of like him in rematches. Dragonoff in rematches is like he studies that it's like he studies that first match every single day for twenty four hours yeah. until he gets to the next match and there's no way in the world that you're gonna beat him in the rematch. And yeah. him just being this unbeatable fucking monster in rematches and Winning this championship, I think, is a really good time, especially coming off of what Gunther's doing up there. Mm-hmm. I think that they've conditioned their fans in a good way to accept a really strong fighting champion, and I think that's exactly what Dragonoff's going to be. Yeah, I, I think this this feud is, has been really good for Melo. I think these are totally. some of Melo's best matches, mm-hmm. um, but it did feel like it was Dragonoff's time. Yeah. Um, just like everything leading up to it, like you said, this guy doesn't really lose in the rematches. Mm-hmm. Um, the story they're telling was trick as well. It just seemed like it was just inevitable that he was going to win. Yeah. And I'm really happy for him. I think that uh, his NXT UK title reign didn't go the way it should have because he got injured. And so hopefully they have plans for him and they're going to Oh, didn't he get in- injured like the first? Like he only held it for like he gave it up really quick or something, right? Yeah, I don't remember the timetable, but yeah. yeah, I remember just how good the match with Gunther was at TakeOver, mm-hmm. and it just seemed like they were ready to move forward with him, and then he got hurt. Um, I honestly but, thought they would uh, they were going to move him up um, before yeah. this, but I'm kind of glad that they didn't. Speaking of moving up, Dragon Lee uh, apparently got moved to the main roster. He's been cooking up there um, really good on NXT. I'm not surprised that... I. I, he's kind of the wrestler that could have went immediately to the main roster, but I'm g- glad that they let him cook for a little bit over in NXT and just get his footing. But I mean, he's a badass luchador. I'm he, not surprised he's about ready. that at all. Yeah, he, he's ready. Um, I think he really impressed people with the raw match with Dom, mm-hmm. and that was another reason why I figured that uh, it Dom wasn't was going to happen for Trick, right? Yeah, that was, that was another reason I thought Dom was just going to retain because mm-hmm. I felt like the story that they were telling was the guy to beat him was Dragon Lee, right. and once once you make it apparent that Dragon's not staying there, then Dom's just going to retain. So exactly, I, yeah, everything about that decision just makes no <laughs> sense to me, man. I don't want to linger on it. It just makes no. It's sense. It's just to weird. Me. It was super weird. It's super it's, weird. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but. Uh, yeah, this this match was really good. Dragonoff versus Melo, one of the matches of the year. These guys mm-hmm. have two of them things this year. Excellent stuff. Uh, yeah. Then the main event was Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton. I thought they had a very good TV match before this. Um, depends on how you feel about the plunder and some of the stuff in this match. I could see people very much feeling like this Extreme Rules match was not for them. But I really enjoyed it. I think some of the stuff was not for me. Like the Dar- the Barbie stuff, I didn't care about. Like some of the sillier like spots to open a match weren't for me. But the longer the match got went on, the more it went on. I mean, the more the better it got. And I mean, 
Now you gotta give Becky your flowers, man. Becky is Becky's Becky is on. her, man. Becky came down that pot that rating has gotten people to watch. Um, Becky has added more prestige to the NXT Women's Championship. Um, I feel like she's in that conversation. This got they me a little bit. This got dragged me a you, Phil, a few weeks ago when you said that Becky was the one, but it's that uh, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Numbers Becky got do all not, the fucking buddy. numbers, bro. She got all like everything that there is to do. She's done it, and not only that, she's done it with grace. And she's been at the end of it. She's a really good wrestler, so like Very, I think that ties it all together. You know what I mean? Great wrestler, great character, good promo. She has um, everything. Yeah, she's she's the full package. Um, and I mean, if you do not think that she is like the best women's wrestler in WWE history, I think she's she's in the conversation. It's pretty mm-hmm. hard to deny um, with what she's accomplished that. You know, it's probably her. But again, this is all subjective. Um, People got upset because they were like, oh, you don't think it's Sasha? I think in terms of like their career with WWE, Mm -hmm. I think think Becky had the better career there. Yeah, totally. If you look at it, if you look at the things they did side by side, like Becky... Becky had more sustainable things because we know the criticisms on Mercedes, like half of her runs were a day or short and all this stuff. And like anytime she did get to the, to the mountaintop, it was quickly taken away or some weird happened. Becky got to have the moments and then after the moments too. So it's a little bit different. I feel I'd pick Mercedes just because I love Mercedes, but Becky's Becky's really like Becky's on the fucking Mount Rushmore of WWE. Yeah, of course. I mean, when you just look at everything she's accomplished, not just like main eventing WrestleMania, being the legitimate face of the company for a time period, having great matches with everybody in her era, going out of her era and having a great match with Trish Stratus and Lita. No, she is (laughs) she's had an amazing WWE career, and Mm -hmm. that's not a knock at anybody else. Of course, I am a a huge Asuka fan, but it would be completely dishonest for me to say that Asuka had a better WWE career than Becky Lynch. That's just not true. And I mean, it's the same thing for for, uh, Mercedes. It's not that I think that um, like Becky is a better wrestler than her. Obviously, she's not a better wrestler than her. Obviously, there are things that Mercedes does better than her. But in terms of like having the full package and getting it all to work and having a sustainable run, being at the top for as long as she was, I just I don't think it's really that debatable, man. But, what do you think separates her and old Teflon Donna, uh, Charlotte Flair? What's Charlotte's uh, thing? Is it that like sometimes she feels like she don't care like if there, uh, i've never felt like that for becky like even when she was in that top it feels like she was still like all in and sometimes it's like charlotte's like uh, she's just at work today <laughs> i mean i think i think becky's a better promo than charlotte yeah, i also think same. that um the thing that will always be the knock at charlotte like although there's been aspects where i enjoyed her as a face she never really had a good compelling face run like becky did true becky as a face was the was like one of the hottest she was the number one wrestler in the whole company not man or woman yeah and i I feel like she's proven at this point she can do uh she can be a face and a heel and she can do both of those things well Mm -hmm. um she's shown that if you give her the matches and you give her the people to work with she can make people fam she had people interested in Lacey Evans, bro. <laughs> Seriously, bro. 
she had people interested in Lacey Evans run as a heel when she came right. up because Becky made her look good, man. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, when you look at like all the feuds that she's had, great feud with with uh with Charlotte. Um, had the great match at Evolution. Um, had a great feud with with Sasha when she came back to get us the great Hell in the Cell match. Had a amazing trilogy of matches with Asuka. Nah, mm-hmm. she's bro Royal Rumble win. Like the moments when you just look at all of it combined, she's had like incredible moments, man. Yeah. yeah. I think she had the, the better feud with Bianca as well. Like mm-hmm. in terms of like, of course we hated the SummerSlam stuff, but uh, the they recovered. Feud, I think they brought it back. The feud itself was very good. Getting mm-hmm. all the way to WrestleMania and Bianca having her moment at WrestleMania. And they they had, had a great match. <sighs> mm-hmm. Is this an unpopular opinion? Um, in terms of crazy. he gonna say something crazy right now. Disclaimer. In, in terms of importance, of course, Mercedes versus Sasha is the bigger match. It's 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 the more important match. But in terms of quality of the match, Becky versus uh Bianca might be better. He said might be. He didn't want to go all the way out there. It might be better. I'm just saying. <laughs> I I I, I feel like his head t- out the window. He didn't jump out. It might be better. This is just arguably. Um, of course, it's subjective, but of course, if you ask me, like, what is my favorite WrestleMania main event of the last decade, I'm going to sell you it was Mercedes versus um, Bianca. Yes. Um, but and that's, like, important, and there's so much to this match that makes it a bigger match to me. But I'm talking about, like, bell to bell, like, yeah. the match that was longer. There's a there's mm-hmm. a different story to it. There's a clear dynamic of heel versus baby face to it. It's I just mean, different. Bianca had gotten better, Becky, you know, like, yeah. all the elements just worked out better for them. And that's not a knock. That's too that's great. Not a, Bianca Belair no. matches. <laughs> that's not a knock to Mercedes at all. And I think that's yeah. the part that people start trying to take it personal and go, oh, what are you trying to say about about her? And I'm like, <laughs> all right, crew folks, like, relax, man. <laughs> relax. Um, crew folks. <laughs> all right, crew, hey. man. Like, relax, you relax. Talk, you talking crazy about Mercedes? Like, I didn't say nothing about Mercedes. No, you said something about it. Like, I, I don't want no smoke with the crew but um <laughs> i just think like it, if you look at her career she's gonna go down as one of the greatest of all time she is yeah like it, totally. and i think if you're saying that she isn't i think that there's a little hate there like you, you honestly for what she's accomplished in her career and she was the one coming up that they didn't believe in man yep. like they did not and i don't care what anybody says they gave her chances but they didn't see it in her like they saw it in in mercedes they didn't see it in her like they saw it in charlotte mm-hmm. um and I think the other thing that separates her from Charlotte is that she's managed to do uh, great stuff character-wise without the championship. Yep. That's the um, big separation. Charlotte has to have the title if she's yeah. of any relevance. And you can make an argument. Um, her Her reign as Raw Women's Champion is probably more memorable than any of Charlotte's title reigns. All of her title reigns are pretty short or yeah. they're pretty... Or they're on some wild... There's something about them. Yeah. They're, they're short or there's something else. Like, I mean, the other... Like, her, I feel like her most memorable reign on the main roster is probably the, the first Raw Women's title reign after she mm-hmm. was Divas Champion mm-hmm. and just, like, the feud with, with Sasha and everything. But, yeah. Like, Becky had a year-long run with that belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was different. Way yeah. different. It's just different. But yeah, I, I thought that this was a good main event. I thought that this was a deserving main event. Um, given they got, the fact... they got one with Tiffany Stratton, huh? Yeah, yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. I I think given given like the the ratings boost and everything, and the fact that Becky is a massive star, it was the right move for them to main event the show. Um, yeah. uh, Tiffany is definitely one. I think she's going to be ready faster than people think she is to move to the main roster. I think we all thought Roxanne was going to be the one that moved up to the ranks and then mm-hmm. made it to the main roster, but it feels like Tiffany's going to make that jump. Before Tiffany's she on her way. Yeah, and uh, Roxanne can have more time to develop. She's still a fucking teenager at this point. You yeah. know. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> I don't really like what they're doing with Roxanne, man. Like, I think uh, people were all up in arms, like, why are they booing her? And I'm like, yeah, because the character stuff is not good. That's mm-hmm. why. Yeah, it's and, not on her. It's just, it's it's how they're presenting her. Anytime they have, like, yeah. a young phenom-type thing, like, this person's doing all these things, it kind of feels like they're forcing her upon them, and, rest, and wrestling fans don't like that shit. Yeah, I, I think they want to feel is. like they are the ones that pick the person. Anytime we've seen yes. it with Roman Reigns, we've seen it with a bunch of wrestlers. Anytime WWE's like, "This is our person," fans are gonna uh, immediately be like, oh. "Tune out." Yeah, because yeah, uh, I mean, when we were talking about Julia earlier and Stat and uh, like Statlander and uh, Hater, I think the thing that AEW's crowd has shown is that. Wrestling fans like to be on a journey. They want to see yes. somebody develop and follow along with it. That's the thing that helped Becky as well. They they were mm-hmm. there for the journey. Um, and so I just think that there's been a lot of bump in the roads with the Roxanne stuff. And it hasn't exactly hit. She hasn't exactly found her voice as a promo. She hasn't exactly found her legs as a character yet. And when she does, I think it's going to be better. But um, And not to say that I would have booed her. I think it... But I also think that your crowd's trying to tell you something that is that's just it. not it's yeah. not really hitting. And that's again, that's not her fault. I think mm-hmm. that her title run was not good. Uh especially considering how they put the title on her after Mandy Rose and all of that stuff. They Yeah, I she might have been she kinda might have been victim of circumstance with all that the Randy Yeah, it's just uh it's a it's a number of things happening once. I, I wouldn't put this on her as a wrestler because of course she's very, very good. Uh, in between those ropes, it's just uh, the character stuff just ain't hitting. Mm-hmm. I uh, think they'll get it. Like I said, she still has so much time to develop that I think that's like we. It, it might have been rushed if they were to just got right to it. Like let her, let her kind of slip and fall. Let her go through a few different things to try to figure out who exactly she is. And I think in the end it'll happen. But with Tiffany Stratton, man, I see the uh just how fans and the everybody's kind of taking to her and her moonsaults and everything mm-hmm. like. They really got one bubbling up over there. Something that we don't see a lot of development from like scratch of these women's wrestlers that are like good this early. And to see that with Tiffany Stratton is dope. And for her to be getting main events with Becky Lynch already is like, that's a sign that I think they know that they got one too. Yeah. I, I think that they see something in her. Um, yeah, you could definitely see it. She definitely has the character stuff down. Mm-hmm. Um, she's definitely got something. Uh, her moveset looks good. Um, I'm sure people will throw out that uh, that G word that they like to throw out for women's mm-hmm. wrestlers when they're not quite ready yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think she's I think she's uh, I think she's poised to make that jump soon. Um, yeah. I think Melo's moving up soon too. Like I think that's the other reason why it made sense for him to drop the belt here. He's done everything there is to do with, with uh, NXT. He's been North American champion. He's cruiserweight champion. Only person in the history is that, uh, that uh, brand to hold those three belts. Um, he's ready, man. You're not going to keep him there and do a tag run or something like that. He's done everything there is to do with NXT. Um, I think he's moving up soon. 
Didn't Shawn Michaels tell him he ain't ready? I mean, you know, we we seen Coach Prime trying to tell his kids they weren't getting a draft <laughs> either. Ain't nobody hearing that, man. Ain't nobody trying to listen to that. Ain't yeah, send my guy Melo up. He ran, he ran the thing, man. It's time for him to sink or swim. Send him up there, man, and he's going to swim because I think he's really talented enough to uh, to cook up there. Um, another WWE. They're they're doing them back to back. Phil, don't we got one today too? We do. We've got a WWE pay per view tonight. Life uh, in the fast lane. Is that really the theme song to this show? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think it is. Uh, if it is, that <laughs> come on. Life in the fast lane. <laughs> I don't think that's the theme, but that would be really funny if it was. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Stop, man. Stop. <laughs> Life uh, in the fast lane. If it's it's in Indianapolis. It uh, does. If it's that's that that's their type of music and humor. Yep, yep, yep. Um wonder if Tyler Halliburton will be in the building tonight. It's gonna be in Indianapolis. He is a he is a wrestling fan. I would think so. Uh yeah. Uh but yeah, let's run through uh run through this card right quick. Mm-hmm. There's like five matches on it so not much not much to is roman uh, gonna be there <laughs> when is roman gonna be there he's he's showing uh, up uh, Survivor Series? On, on on friday he's supposed to be there oh is he good for him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah not not uh not a whole bunch of to talk about in his car five so we matches can... bro they used to do like nine matches cards what happened here yeah uh quick quick match quick 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 uh Quick show, but I think that they're setting up for for a few surprises. Uh, okay. Um, we've got the LWO taking on uh, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I think Bobby and the Street Profits are gonna win here, but uh, the news of this is uh, we've got a mystery tag partner because um, it will be Ray and Santos, but the other two members of LWO got injured during the beatdown from last night's match. Um, between Bobby and Ray. Uh, so it's going to be a Latino, I'm assuming? Yeah. Um, Ray Even City, though he, uh, the homie is not Latino, that's in the group, but shout out to him. I'm a big fan of him. What's his, what's his WWE name? Oh, Joaquin Phoenix. No. Joaquin Wild is his name. Shout out to the homie. Zima Ion, formerly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, 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 so LWO needs another member. Ray said he's gonna, he's gonna make a call. Um, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Carlito. Um, okay. Because oh, yeah, they, cause he's just been sitting back there. He hasn't done anything. Yeah, the, the report has been for a while that he's been signed since at least, uh, uh, Backlash. Mm-hmm. They've been talking about signing him. And so I think it's gonna be Carlito. If it's not Makes Carlito, sense. it's probably gonna be, uh, Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee. Uh, okay. but I, I think it's gonna be Carlito. Um, it kind of uh, seems like maybe they've been setting up Dragon Lee, though, right? But no, he's been on the other show. Yeah, they've been setting up Dragon Lee. Um, I also, because I mean, just like with the back and forth with Dom, yeah, it makes sense for him to uh, align to himself with, with Ray. Dad, yeah, yeah, that does. Make but sense. Uh, I, I think it's gonna be Carlito. This is a big way to bring Carlito in, and this for like a, a show that doesn't have a lot going on. It's you five matches. Like you, yeah. you can bring in a surprise. I, I, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be Carlito. Yeah. Um, uh, like I said, I and you still think the the profits and Lashley are gonna drag him though, no matter who it is. Yeah, you know how WWE, WWE likes to do those. If it's a mystery partner, they gotta get the big pop at the end. So yeah, now that I think about it, actually, 
because it's probably going to be Carlito, LWO is probably going to win. Right. It might be that I want Bobby Lashley and Street Profits to win. I feel like if it's um, Dragon Lee, they'll lose. But if it's Carlito, they'll win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I will uh, cautiously say LWO is going to win here uh, mm-hmm. with a returning Carlito that yeah. spits in the face of people who think they're cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's going to be good. Uh, uh, we've got a, a undisputed WWE tag team match. Uh, Judgment Day will be taking on the team of Cody Rhodes. And I haven't seen this one. This is the first time they've ever wrestled, uh, I've heard. Yeah, we've we've seen so many variations of Judgment Day uh, against the baby faces. Uh, this was the same problem that they had last year when they were building the women's match for War Games, where they had to keep these feuds warm. So they kept giving us this match this year. It just kept dragging and dragging on. Um, by Survivor Series, um, the match will be fine. But they did a big I, stare down last night, right? Like kind of teasing the War Games thing. Yeah, they did some really cool stuff with Bloodline. And uh, Judgment Day. Um, Rhea is basically the leader of this group. All this yeah. stuff with Rhea in there with Heyman negotiating uh, to line and uh, the culmination of it in the main event with uh, all of the all of the big villains um, together mm-hmm. against uh, the baby faces. Um, it made sense, and I, I thought it was good. It was a good way to end SmackDown and a, a, a big breadcrumb for people for Survivor Series. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think Judgment Day is going to retain here. Judgment um, Day. I think we might see like some um, some dissension a little bit because I still think we're going to eventually get uh, Damian Priest and Finn Balor uh, parting ways. But are they teasing this Damian Priest thing anymore? Is he is he any any closer to Seth after this? They're still teasing it, but I don't think that um, he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna leave uh, leave this group because he. They still need Judgment Day for Survivor Series. Yes. So they need the four of them. So okay, there's no yeah, way yeah. he's gonna. They're there's not no gonna way, do the split right now. There's no way he's gonna leave the group. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, I think after Survivor Series, we're gonna see more stuff with the split. Um. Right. I don't know about a cash in. Um. He was of course doing the standing backstage watching the screen thing when the Shinsuke, mm-hmm. uh, video stuff was on. Um, to get us to think, oh, maybe he might cash in. I don't believe it, but we'll see. Uh, I think Judgment Day is going to retain here. Mm-hmm. Yes, same here. But you put your baby face in a weird spot because this is Cody's first pay-per-view match in a while, and Jay is on a hot hot streak again. Oh, he... I didn't think about that. But you don't want Jay and Cody to be tag champs, though. That's gross. I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think they're. Um... I don't think they're winning. I think there will be interference. I think that uh, something's going to happen with Rhea calling the shots in the ring, and she's going to be causing the beat down in the ring, and then we're going to hear a storm is coming, and mm. we're going to get the Jade debut at Fastlane. <laughs> oh, so what's the what's going to be the War Games match? Bloodline versus what is what's going to be the War Games match? I think it's going to be all of the Raw baby faces against Judgment Day. So it'll gotcha. probably be like Cody, Kevin Owens, Jay, Sammy against uh judgment day guys and jd mcdonough so rut roman's not gonna be there no he's not doing no war games man <laughs> i did that last year <laughs> i did you that get last one year. big dog i ain't doing two years no, in there. are you crazy no. No. okay uh yeah maybe 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 they make it like some hodgepodge like Judgment Day slash Bloodline, but first against the baby faces. But I really feel like it's just gonna be Judgment Day. Yeah, I, I feel like Roman's gonna come back and be like, "What are you guys doing? Like, what I is this? I didn't okay any of this." Mm-hmm. Um, but 
yeah, so the triple threat match. <laughs> uh Donna. We've seen so many variations of Charlotte and a triple threat match for uh, any type of women's championship. And the threat of her winning is always there because, of course, it's Charlotte. But, of course, we've got Io Sky, our uh, WWE women's champion, going up against Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Um, this is a tough one to predict um, because, again, it's Charlotte. Uh, I, I want to say that Io is going to retain here, but... Charlotte. I would not be surprised if Charlotte wins this match. Um, what's, I, happening, what's happening at uh, Survivor Series with these? Like, it, it, that's that's always how I kind of gauge what Charlotte's about to do. I'm like, okay, where are they going to go with this? Is that that's how I think Charlotte might win this match. Well, are are we getting a women's um, war game match this year? That's the question, I guess. Have um, they been setting it up? Not really. <laughs> nah, not like remember last year it was like apparent that they were setting it up. So this year it's not really the same. Yeah, I I definitely feel like if uh if EO wins, Oscar's eating the pin again, which yeah. I don't like. Um Charlotte is not getting pinned here. No way. Mm-hmm. Um and other ways is Charlotte winning. Um the only way I can see EO possibly lo- losing and Oscar retains is if Kyrie shows up here. I don't think that Kyrie's going to show up here though. Um, I I really think the debuts are going to be Carlito and, and Jade. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to cautiously say that EO Sky is going to retain <laughs> here. Um, I will say EO too, just because I want it to be EO. I, I think EO is going to retain here with some shenanigans. I think there's probably going to be some more miscommunication with her and Bailey. Um, I hope that they don't just take the belt off of EO though. That's they need a- to stop messing around with my girl Bailey. I don't like how Bailey's losing. She she took another L last night on SmackDown, Whack. taking two losses in a row. I don't I don't really like it. Why? Bailey's not looking great though. Yeah, That's uh, <laughs> uh, two thumbs uh, up. Other big tag match we've got. I don't know if this will be the main event. Um, I have to assume the last man standing match will be the main event because that just makes the most sense. But yeah, of course it's John Cena, so you don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But John Cena and LA Knight will be taking on the Bloodline, Jimmy Uso. Yeah, I can't see Sakoa. Cena not being the main event of this show. That just this is a. Uh, I'm gonna put a pin in that. But um, <laughs> so John Cena and LA Knight versus. This is uh... <laughs> about to go all the way in. <laughs> John Cena and LA Knight is is good. I think this is a, a huge opportunity for LA Knight. Yeah, I'm really happy to see. Um, he's finally getting those big matches because. He was getting the reactions. You could see that he was one of the most popular guys, not just in this company, in wrestling at the In moment. wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I was just sitting watching Dynamite the other night, and you could clearly see a guy in the in the crowd dressed like L.A. Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad he's getting the matches. It very much seems like they're starting to build towards Roman versus L.A. Knight. I don't know where that happens. Probably at the Saudi show. Right. Um, but um, so and on that note, I'm excited for this because I do think that this is a uh, – this is good for him, but I just don't understand the Jimmy and Solo dynamic. Um, I think they're going to lose, but I think that's also to tie into Roman coming back on Friday and yelling at everybody. Um, but, yeah, I feel like they've got to win here. I feel like John Cena is not taking another loss. He just took a loss at WrestleMania. Um, and he's not taking another loss here, and L.A. Knight needs this win. So in order to build to that match with Roman, 
uh, John Cena and L.A. Knight will be getting a W. This show's definitely going off the air with L.A. Knight and John Cena hands up celebrating this win. I, I can't see Cena not main eventing this pay-per-view. And like you said, L.A. Knight really needs this win. And it just furthers along, furthers along the bloodline storyline for them to lose. This, like, Cena, I don't, this run has been very interesting. I mean, I mean, nobody's really surprised about it. I didn't know it was going to be so in-depth. Shout out to WWE for getting that, but he is, uh... He's there. He's been there regularly. He's there. Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, there's our last match, uh, possibly not going to be the main event. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I think the fact that this, that we're even questioning whether this match is going to be the main event is the problem with this title run. And I've seen people saying, oh, it's on Seth. It is not on Seth because again, if you're going to let this guy have the run and be world champion, treat it like a world championship. Like if that's the main belt on this card on a five match card, there's no excuse why on this card he can't main event that show. We shouldn't be thinking about what the other match is. The world champions on the show, he should be in the fucking main events, the world title. Yes. It's a, it's a last man standing match. It's going to be the longest match of the night. Yep. It should be the main event. Mm-hmm. Like no question about it. Um, right. And I think that that's part of the issue. I saw the discourse this week of people going, oh, has Seth been a bad champion? <laughs> um, Gunther's lapping him. Well, A, I think we're supposed to feel like Gunther is a better champion. It's the same thing that was happening on AEW with Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy was a better champion. He's having the title defenses on TV. He's mm-hmm. present. Yes. Um, Gunther just broke a historic t- uh, record. Yeah, we're supposed to feel like he's the better champion. But what does not help Seth is that you started this reign with him saying, I want to be the guy that gives people opportunities. I want to kind of do the TV matches and do what I was doing as Monday Night Rollins. You can't do that when you've got another guy on your show also doing the television matches. Mm -hmm. Um it, it just doesn't make sense to do that. It mm-hmm. made sense for Gunther to keep doing that when he was on SmackDown because Roman was not there. But mm-hmm. now when you're on Raw and you have three hours and your world champion is there every week, it doesn't make sense for two people to do that. Right. And so these things just are going to bump heads. And so because of that, you took away what he started his run with, having the TV matches, and now he's building the feuds to the pay-per-views. And the feuds have been good. This has been very, very good for Shinsuke Nakamura. I think this revitalized his character. Um, I am excited to see him on TV every week because he's doing great stuff. I wouldn't be mad if he won. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's on a great run. I think he's doing some good heel stuff, but... I just think a lot of this has done a disservice to Rollins, man. Like as 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 champion, like not giving him the chance to main event pay per views while Roman is away. Like if you're not going to do it when Roman's away, when are you going to do it? What was the point? I thought this was the point. That's the most confusing thing about him. Is like, okay, you guys created this thing as like an alternate to Roman, pretty much, but you're not even giving him the opportunities that you should have been giving him while Roman's out. Roman's been out for like four months or something. He hasn't been at none of these shows. This should have been all Rollins. We should have been all Rollins talk, main eventing, everything. But, yeah, just like you said, if there's two things, two people giving me the same thing on a show, and I feel like Gunther gets more room to breathe just with having the the TV matches and and the story stuff with with Seth 
and how he's presented could get muddied up. Gunther's presented as a badass that goes in there, fucks people up, and the match is over. Like, there's nothing you could hate of it about that. Like, there's some elements of Seth that you could be like, well, I don't really like that part. And it like that's a disservice if you're gonna do if they're both doing this fighting champions thing. Gunther looks better in the light because they're yes. presenting him his part better than they are presenting Seth's. Yeah, I mean he's he's having he's having incredible matches. Um, his his focus is wrestling. His yes. entire character is exactly. I don't care about any of the sports entertainment stuff. Get to the graphs because that's where I'm better than everybody at, and mm-hmm. he's proved it. So yeah, of course he's been better at that. Um, but I I don't think that that makes Seth a bad champion. I just think he's had an uphill battle with this belt because it's like you started out the gate by showing people that it was not as important as your other belt. Um, you started out the gate by not splitting the other belts and creating a third belt. And he's had to try and turn this belt into something <laughs> special. And so, yeah, he, he coming out of the gate, he's had a lot against him. I but think you know, this is a good place to be at, Phil, because yeah. Gunther's the intercontinental champion. People are talking about that championship being being prominent, being one of the main titles. And I've, we've been trying to get here for so many years. Yeah. How many times has somebody became the Intercontinental Champion and we've been like, this is it. They're finally going to be like when Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels are holding it in in the 90s. And it's like, nope, it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. Gunther's yeah. done it. He's done it. He's made people think that he's better than the world champion. And I think that's always a place yeah. that we wanted to get back to. Yeah, and I, I think that's also part of the reason he was moved to Raw is that you want to show him next to the world champion because if Roman's not there every week, um, it isn't apparent like, hey, man, look, this other guy is doing better than you with this belt. Right. I mean, it was apparent anyway because he wasn't there. And yeah. SmackDown for, for weeks was the Gunther show when, when Roman was not there. And I, I think that has hurt SmackDown without him being there. Um but at the same time, I think you can always guarantee that great Gunther match. Like even if Roman's yeah. not going to be here, even if you don't like the bloodline stuff for this week, Gunther's still going to come on and cook with somebody. Right. But at the same time, I think part of the reason of moving him to raw is that you want to eventually move him into the world title scene. Right. And so by showing him next to the world champion and showing that, look, man, this guy looks unstoppable. He looks inevitable. The story that you're creating with this is Gunther is going to be eventually the guy that steps into the world title picture, regardless of who has that belt. Uh, and he's going to be champion. Uh, right. He's going to be world champion sometime next year, possibly by the end of this year. I'm going to assume next year because I he's still my pick to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I um, think he's going to win the Rumble. It's, it, it's looking like. If he doesn't, I'd be really surprised. Yeah, I part of me is afraid that they're going to do uh back to back Cody run back to back codes is such a bad idea. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. I think Gunther should win. And I think Gunther <laughs> should challenge for the world heavyweight championship at uh WrestleMania, possibly against Rollins and um, power bomb Rollins to the ring. Yeah. I hear it. Yeah. Uh, then there, there's good things you could do with this. Even, even if Nakamura is champion, which I have a hard time believing they go into WrestleMania with Nakamura as champion. Mm-hmm. Would like, if Nakam won today, he ain't keeping that shit till WrestleMania. I wouldn't be mad at it. I think it would be he cool should. to see him I go all that. the way to WrestleMania with that belt. He had a good match with Gunther. He had a good feud with Gunther on, on SmackDown as well. Um, so they could do some cool stuff with that. I don't think they're going to do a heel versus heel thing, but... I wouldn't think so. Um, I, And that's another reason why I kind of think Rollins is going to retain. Even if Rollins... Even if Rollins loses here, I think he'll gonna he's gonna win a championship back before WrestleMania. Mm. Shit, maybe Gunther might be able to win that bitch at uh, Survivor Series. 
Uh, maybe, maybe Elimination Chamber. I don't know. We've got a bunch of pay-per-views before WrestleMania, so. But we'll yeah, see. I mean, I guess I also really do see him winning the Royal Rumble, though. I do. Like, who well. else is gonna win? Like, it has to be Gunther at this point. Like, you've set this up for the couple yeah. years at this point that he's that guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Quick. Uh. Easy peasy five match card. Um. I think there are gonna be some surprises. Uh. You know, as a, as big of a surprise as the J thing can be at this point, um, I think that uh, the matches will be good. I I'm very curious to see how this uh, last man standing match is going to go. I was a big fan of uh, AJ versus Nakamura mm-hmm. uh, last man standing for Money in the Bank. I was there for that match. It was here in Chicago, uh, so I think this match can be good. I, I think the fact that it is a five match card. Um, it gives some of these matches uh, some time, and it gives them a chance to deliver. I think the triple threat match with the women is going to be better than people think it's going to be. Yeah, uh, they'll have time. Yeah, so yeah, should be a good show. Should be fun. I'm interested in uh, seeing what happens after this. The Seth Rollins thing. I mean, they haven't. Damian Priest could potentially at the end of the night be world champion. There is always that thing. So yeah, that's always could fun. be. We might get a cash in at the end of the night, uh, yeah. but. Um, I his same thing with Nakamura. If if, uh, if Damian Priest wins the belt, I don't see Damian Priest being champion by WrestleMania. Right, right. You about to watch it? You watching it live? Uh, yeah, I will. I'll be watching Fastlane live. Nice. Look at you. What's on the other show? FTR and uh, FTR Starks and Starks and Big Bill. Yep, that's fun. Brian Dan- <laughs> is Brian Danson wrestling? Uh, I don't no, know the full card not. for Collision tonight, uh, but I know that the tag my tag match is the big uh, announced match. The big draw. Oh, Edge is going to be there. That's the big. Draw. Yes, Edge is making his Collision debut. On this day, I saw two Edge entrances this week, and they were fucking nuts, dude. Uh, Stockton, Still yeah, Stockton was like I tweeted about it. They were loud for like the whole show. Like they gave it up. Uh, shout out to Stockton. But when Adam Copeland came out, dude, holy shit, that shit was so loud. I'm like. Oh, these people like really <laughs> like there's people trying to fight past security just to like get a picture of him in the ring. I'm like, this it's guy a... is fucking over, dude. <laughs> I mean, we we already knew that. Um, we knew I, that, but yeah, it's kind of crazy to see. We already knew that. It, it's, it's insane. <laughs> but I mean, like that's just the difference in what WWE can do for a wrestler right. with their with their machine. And this is a guy that spent. He's uh, WWE fucking Hall of Famer. Like he's WWE yeah. He, he spent a, 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 a large part of his career wrestling for WWE. I mean, all of the stuff that he's known for outside of WWE, most people don't even know about it. They don't know. Right. Like people know the Sexton Hardcastle stuff as a joke, but mm-hmm. how many people have actually seen a Sexton Hardcastle match? Like right. it's just like kind of a, a <laughs> if you know you know joke. But if you know of Edge, all of it, all of your memories from him are from WWE. Straight up. So, yeah, I get it. Um, and that's kind of the beauty of wrestling right now. I I think it's cool that you can have somebody like him and Brian that has been to the top of the mountain, that has done all of the big things on a big stage and decide, mm-hmm. hey, man, I just want some creative freedom. I just want to go over here. I want to go and, have fun. <laughs> and I want to do something unique. I want to do something different. So I'm going to go over here and wrestle. But then you can also have somebody that's like Jay that has wrestled in, in front of a smaller audience that sees yep. the benefit of wrestling in front of a bigger crowd and having that kind of machine behind them. Um, options are good, people. Options yes. are good. <laughs> That's all that we need in this. That's all that wrestlers need. The more places there to go, if everybody's hot, that's money for wrestlers. That's more time for wrestlers. So that's good. 
them competing on Tuesday, same seems crazy, but it's awesome, man. It's like two yeah. wrestling companies putting their best foot forward, trying to put the best wrestling show on. That's a win for us. Yep. It's a it's a it's a win for the wrestlers as well. The the fact that you can decide that uh, I want to go somewhere else and try something different. I don't have to sit here and just uh, wait it out and hope it gets better. I can mm-hmm. draw, try my hand somewhere else. I think that's good. Um, and I, I think one of the things uh, when all is said and done with AEW that is going to be one of the great things about them is just the fact that they've allowed so many guys to have uh, a second run at it in, in, in their career and their terms. Like when you look at what it's done for Sting, man, like, Sting has had like such a great revitalization revitalization with the company. It was hard he, after WWE. It was like I don't know. Sting might might wanna you know yeah. hit that rest home, brother. And he said, Nah, fuck that, man. Well, yeah, like when you look at what it's done for Sting, when you look at what's done for Brian. I mean, Billy Gunn, man. Like, Billy Gunn. Oh my god, just so over, dude. They acclaim wrestled that in Stockton. I'm like, these people are still really over. But on top of that, Billy Gunn is really over. People yeah. like when he tags in. People yeah. want to see him out there. <laughs> yeah, what 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 it's done with all these veterans. I mean, even with Jake the Snake and how people were so into what Jake was doing when he came there. Um, AEW is very good at giving uh, these veterans a second run. And I think that that's part of what I like about the Edge thing. I'm not the biggest Edge fan in the world, but um, they've got such a good track record with guys that are veterans coming in and being able to rewrite their career i mean christian man like christian, christian. has been on an amazing run man wow. samoa joe samoa, samoa joe is another one like wow. i mean i mean if if the punk thing doesn't end the way it does we could be saying the same thing about him because for a minute yeah. like it was going well and so i think their track record at this point leads me to believe the edge can come there and do well edge is about to cook for yeah. sure definitely him and christian are about to do some wild shit i think it's going to be a fun ride. I think they're going to maybe have a little feud before and then get to the tag matches, but whatever route they take to, to get to it is going to be dope. It's going to be already seeing him in that element and him being like, cause he didn't look huge in WWE, but he looks huge in AEW. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he definitely looks bigger than a lot of the guys there um, because, you know, he comes from the company where they the want to push, giants. they want to push giants. And so, um, you know, it's a lot of indie, indie you know, sentiments here in AEW. There are a lot of smaller guys here. Like so Luchasaurus he usually looks big, but like and against Edge, he don't. <laughs> he don't really look that yeah. huge. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I really like the execution of his debut as well. Like the debut itself was cool, but like I thought the execution of the match. Um, we didn't talk nearly enough about how good the main event uh, oh, yeah. Russell Dream was. I thought the main event was very good. Christian Darby could kill Darby Allen. That shit was crazy on those stairs. That, that stair spot was. <laughs> Darby, man, you gotta Darby. relax, man. Relax, <laughs> you gotta relax, bro. man. We get it, dude. You are crazy. We've seen some nasty stuff, but bro, come on. That was that was. <laughs> You're back. It it looked bad the first time they showed it, and then when they showed it from the side, I was like, "Nah, he got oh, relaxed." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Initially, I was like, "Damn, he killed him," and then you see him, and you're like, "No, he killed him, dude." Are you? Okay? <laughs> um, very, very good main event. Um, I thought uh, all of the execution, doing a ref bump, and making us believe. All right, here's here's when Edge is going to come in, and then we got the Nick Wayne Nick turn, Wayne. Yeah. which made a lot of sense because yeah. he he's not quite getting the reactions you would expect, but that's because the audience is just not familiar with him yet exactly. and so 
I think it made a lot of sense for him to turn here. Um, I think continuing to keep him in this ecosystem with those guys is really good for him. And That's going to benefit Phil, him a lot. This kid is 18, just turned 18 in July. He's been in the yeah. ring. Sting, Edge, and Christian already. He's taken two Edge spears already at 18, Like. Yeah, eighteen, and you're in the mix with this with with this feud with Darby, Edge, Christian, Sting, like that's big for him. And I, I I'm I'm glad that they pulled it off well. Um, the execution of um, them uh, starting the concerto, and as soon as they started the concerto, I was like, I see your reference, man. I see your reference. And then of course we got Metalingus ringing off. Edge runs down for the save. Like yeah, I'm I'm haven't been the biggest Edge fan for I, I wouldn't. WWE like you know eh, just cool like TLC matches are like my favorite WWE matches of all time that's like the connection that I have but when he came out in Seattle brother you would have thought I was number one Edge fan bro I was yelling I mean that's like great like just great wrestling moments like us as a crowd are going absolutely bananas like everybody's just so happy to have this moment and he comes out with the same music yeah. same energy same everything I was like wow Y'all really yeah. did it. It was it was a good moment. It was a good way to to cap off a really good pay per view. Um, like I said, I think the ex- execution was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the way they uh, interlaced all the storylines they were already doing. It doesn't feel like they just threw Edge in. Right. It feels like this was a logical next step in the storyline they was doing. It was and, like, yeah, Edge. He makes a lot of sense. This is actually a perfect uh, progression in this feud. Yeah, and then we also got uh the the stuff the next day. I thought the segment to close dynamite was very good. Um, the 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 edge stuff there was good, but again, Christian is just Christian, fantastic, man. man. <laughs> just fantastic, Christian. Who, Christian? I I guess we slept on you, Christian. We're all sorry. We all apologize. Yeah, because you didn't came back with full for. Go fuck yourself, dude. Go fuck yourself. The way that we collectively as a crowd were like in it and it. We all knew he was gonna say something though. Cause he had the mic and it's like, what's he going to say? And then just those three words, it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Great way to end dynamite. Great way to start his run with the company, um, with edge. Um, yeah, I think this is a, this is a good move for edge. Yeah. Good work all around. I think he's going to, um, if any way to kind of get acclimated with what's goes on in AEW, I think this is his best introduction. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. like Christian not being there, he could have came in and it would have been like, they would have, they could have told stories, of course, because everybody's inspired by Edge, but this is just a great way for him to come right in, and then they could just branch right off of that. So, exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I think we're going to get the feud with them for a while. I think that there's a lot of stuff you can get out of this. You can get a, a few variations of tag matches up to full gear, but I have to assume uh, the match at full gear is probably Edge versus Christian 101. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they, then, they teased Edge and... Uh, Keep saying Edge. Adam Copeland and Kenny Omega right out the gate. Handshake and No, They were like, we know what y'all want to see. Here it is. Here are the guys. Yeah, he came straight <laughs> out and said that he wants to be here to work with his friend. He wants to he be mentioned Hobbs, man. too. I love yeah. that every time somebody comes in like this, a legend or somebody new Hobbs. or somebody said they always say Hobbs. And it makes my little heart just... I'm like, yes, dude, I love it. You're about to do swerve. Swerve, but yeah, uh, when Punk did it, I remember when Punk did it, I take I was like, yo, the homie said your name, but like it's so crazy that like everybody he's like a part of that of the crop of when people say they want to have a good AEW match, they mentioned my fucking friend, man. It's 
It's nuts. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys that's very unique to AEW. Um, and he stands out because this is a company that, like you said, don't have a lot of big men. And he's like one of the most noticeable and striking big men that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes a lot of sense for me. He's so uh, funny, man. I wish I could talk about what he'd be talking about. Can't. We'd all be fired from everything. He's the best. Shout out to Powerhouse Hobbs. Don Callis Power. Told Shout out to Powerhouse Hobbs. He came out. He came out clean, like you said. Black pants, crispy, tw- crispy tins, buddy. Those things look like they're fresh out the box, buddy. I just thought of that text that you a minute immediately sent over to me after. He- <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, dude, Hobbs is hella funny. Hobbs is really funny, man. Um- <laughs> Crispy Tim's though, man. Really, really happy to get this opportunity too, man. But uh, yeah, this was a solid episode of Dynamite this week. Uh, uh, some of it was a little bit not. Nick pretty, Jackson but... and Ray Phoenix. Oh my! Went crazy. Goodness gracious! I sat in the front row for a little bit of the show. Luckily, at the beginning uh, to watch that, and I was just like, my mind is so crazy. And then they announced that next week, Mox is back. Mox and Ray Phoenix for the. International Championship on Title Tuesday. Um, interesting. What you think is about to happen? I think Mox is going to win. I think yeah. Mox is going to win, and I have to assume we're heading towards Mox versus uh, Ricky, Ricky at Full Gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see it. I can see um, it. Yep. But yeah, good good week of, of uh, wrestling. Uh, good weekend last week. Very crowded week of wrestling. Um, again. Um, and we're right I was going to say, I'm happy there's none going on. There's like 20 shows today. <laughs> we got, got pay-per-view tonight. We've got the Grand Prix stuff tomorrow. We've got New Japan show tomorrow. Jeez. A lot of wrestling. <laughs> I'm tired, you guys. I need a break. Uh, let's get yeah. into a few super chats and hover chats before we get up out of here. Uh, Van Twins Blade says, no, Reg, do it like DBZ. Tite slap. I don't know. I don't watch Dragon Ball Z, so I wouldn't know. Is it a special? I don't know. Eloquent says Drake Corny for taking aim at Esperanza Spalding. Yeah, I don't. It was a it, it was a weird part. I, I I don't think he was the incel thing recently is kind of weird, man. I, I I don't. And here's the thing: Do I think that he dislikes this girl personally? No. No. I just think that you know it's him being still upset that he didn't win Best New Artist that year. It's like when we talk about Macklemore beating all the guys for the, the hip hop Grammy. <laughs> it just looks crazy cuz you're talking about uh, Esperanza Spalding, who's a jazz yeah. artist that doesn't do anything it's anybody. Like, what is she, she like, didn't do you, nothing, man. She just put out an album. <laughs> yeah, it it looks crazy. Be mad at the fucking Grammys. Be don't be mad at her. And and here's another thing. Maybe she deserved it. Like I'm, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that just wasn't your moment, bro. Move on. It seems petty because you're the fucking boy. You're the number one rapper. It doesn't matter. You did it. You did all the things. Like, like, oh, she got this moment. Like, you're still one of the most number one streamed artists in the world, bro. Like, move on. You be beating Michael Jackson and Beatles records, dude. Shut up. I think it's fine. I think she's okay. (laughs) Uh, Will Chisholm says, I know some people don't think WWE is wrestling, but when I see Gunther cooking, it's just crazy. I can't prove it, but Becky feels like she cares about the women's division more than Charlotte Flair. I mean, I don't think we any of us can prove it, but like we have eyes. <laughs> I mean, we, we can't prove it, but I think that she she's also been very vocal about you know also yeah about right. certain stuff with the women's division mm-hmm. publicly. Um, and you see how much care that she puts into feuds and 
like how much care she puts into like trying to help some women succeed. So I don't think that's a knock at Charlotte Flair. I just think right. that um, I appreciate Becky for a lot of those things. Just because she'd be going so hard for the women yeah. and not just for her. She's like, I want everybody to get their shit off. Not just me. Yep. Uh, shout out to Will Chisholm. He's continuously supports sent in a bunch of super trash today. Super cool. Will says it's clear that HBK likes Roxanne, but the story got to be right. P.S. I'm praying Jade stops Charlotte, Charlotte from winning the title tonight. <clears throat> yeah, Roxanne is uh, Texas, so it all connects. Hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Will also says what pre- what percentage uh, of a Seth match tonight happen, and will we hear another CM Punk quote? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> you I don't think know they're going to lean in with. extra for this. I don't know, man. We're we're in uncharted territory, buddy. This is know. weird. It's weird. Very weird. <laughs> it, it very much feels like the Cody stuff from two years ago. Like, man. I didn't think, like, I, it's like, I'm not going to be surprised if he goes back, but, like, just it even being a thing is weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised that it's a thing, um, but, yeah. We'll see. Uh, yes, boy says we need a champion that smells like Tom Ford and not Burger King in Newport. <laughs> Stokely Hathaway is wild. Hilarious, like, who, man. Who else would say Newport's on an AEW broadcast besides fucking like, Stokely Hathaway? <laughs> what a guy. Uh, Bragov says, Reg, was the Seattle pop same as the Rumble return? I think just for the sheer, sheer volume of people at the Rumble one probably seems a little bit crazy, but for what it was, the the Adam Copeland pop in Seattle was fucking big, you know? Yeah, I mean, the Roy, Royal Rumble pop is different as well. <laughs> like, we, it's hard. <laughs> we we didn't think this guy was going to wrestle again. Yeah. Um, It's just different. different. I mean, it's, that's the other thing that's why I'm like I'm saying. Like, this resurgence is we see with people in AEW. Like, I know people are not high on Soraya, but again, she's another one. She's not supposed to be wrestling, bro. Brian, Edge, and uh, Soraya, they said you guys are never going to wrestle again. You're Shibata. Shibata. They took his brain out of his fucking head. They said you're done here. Shibata, man. All of wrestling. these people that we were told were never going to wrestle again got these mm-hmm. new, got a new life, a new lease on life with AEW. Mm-hmm. It's really crazy. Yep. And then our last super chat from the day is from David Reed. Thank you, David. Said, Edge set up six months of story with that promo on Dynamite. Yeah, Edge was like, I'm here. This is what I'm going to do. These are the people I want to wrestle. This is my uh, old friend. I want to wrestle him, too. I want to be like, he did it all in that little one promo. Yeah, I definitely think by next year we will be seeing Edge and Christian versus FTR. And do you think that Edge will see one AEW title run before it's all said and done? Maybe. I don't know. The thing that I, I, I can't escape watching dynamite is how great jay white looked with that belt and how much i want to see him win it felt right we, it he said it in right, a promo i was like no it really does feel right though my man <laughs> <laughs> man austin was right in the camera look how it look good that looks look how good it looks i was like i feel you austin we see it we see it <laughs> it does look good it does look good though not for real and uh, like we've all have said on this pod we think jay white could win this championship and i think he'd be a good I don't want to say transitional champion, but he'd be a good short-term champion to try to Kenny Omega. Transition? 
a good Shut. transitional champion. <laughs> Shout out to Anthony Fenton, man. Transition. Um, I'm sure he's going to have his Drake review and people are going to be all I'm upset. like, it's not out already? I'm sure it's out already. I, I think he's not like a live stream way reacted, but I don't think the review is out. He's not one of those guys that like tries to review something in 24 hours. I don't get why people do that. You haven't you can't, you can't. You cannot. You cannot take in an album in 24 hours and write a good review. You just can't. You can't. Um, let's see. Humper, drop into some Humper Chats. We got quite a few. Mm. We got a lot. <laughs> we got a lot. Hold on. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we, got, we got a lot here. Uh, so from from Tony P says, uh, uh, now some good. This man Stoke was... <laughs> <laughs> nigga mode all week. Uh, made BK and New Points trend on Twitter. Twitter foods was talking about not being a milkman, a damn treasure. <laughs> Glad he is on TV again. Uh, then Me our too. national treasure mocks. Um, looking like uh, he got done. Tony, <laughs> Tony, let's relax. Tony <laughs> talking crazy. He says from our national national treasure box. Looks like he just got done fucking after the day. Legs pop legs propped up waiting for Renee to hand him a cigarette. That shit was a was a sight. Um I don't wanna know what this guy looks like afterwards. Um it's kinda wild, but you know, I understand the analogy. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I don't know if I can follow along. That's crazy. Um, we got one from uh one of our favorite Humper chatters, Nelson Muntz. He says over and under twenty percent that CM Punk, if he goes back to WWE, will wear a pro trans shirt or a pro abortion shirt on TV like he did in AEW. Only Brett is a bigger sellout than CM Punk if Phil goes back to WWE. I'm from Europe. The dumbest wrestling takes like DJ DG getting buried AEW is from people that literally have lost a ton of working brain cells watching WWE. People acting like DG is Bailey is embarrassing, and as always, it's it's mostly Americans. Um, I think calling Brett a sellout is kind of crazy, but um, it is what it is. Uh, I think that. Bret Hart going back is way crazier than CM Punk going back because it they is. screwed Bret on fucking camera. We all know the story. Man, his your brother, brother died. Man, his on, brother on died WWE at the show, and they continued the show. Like, uh, I love Bret. I'm number one Bret, greatest of all time, fucking hitman. But that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know if I would call him a sellout, uh, but. You know, I feel you. Um, Sellout's probably not the right way because it was more about like his fans and getting his catalog and kind of doing deals. But yeah, I see. Yeah, um, I can understand why people were upset about it, but that WCW run was god awful, terrible, (laughs) god awful. Worst shit that ever happened to me. Not even him. That shit was bad. I was a huge Bret Hart fan. I was like, the fuck is this shit? What are y'all doing? It was god awful. But (laughs) on the Garcia thing, I it's disappointing to see him continue to lose. But I. I'm waiting to see where this is leading. Um, I'm not jumping off the cliff. I don't think that he's buried. I think that the dance and everything is still over. People still want to see him on TV. So he's fine. Right. Yeah. Uh, fine. He's not buried. I think people mis- misuse the word buried a lot. Everybody does. They don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, buried is not on TV. You've never heard of him. Like Sean Spears. He's buried. It, exactly. Like people still have interest in seeing him. 
Um, th- there's still potential for Brian, for Garcia, I mean. So he's fine. Uh, see, more from Tony P. He says, uh, back on Drake for a bit. When I first heard Drake, I thought he was all right. Then when I then I realized he was better than I really thought and someone unique. However, there was something about him that never sat right with me, and I don't know why. I think someone said it last night on Spaces that he really is a chameleon, like, um, really, who are you? <laughs> it was all superficial, in my opinion. It never gave me anything to grasp onto as a big fan. The sound on Drake, uh, when he was starting to act like he was a thug when Pusha T bullied his ass, is oversaturated the scene. Uh, there were times when I would be in my car, this nigga would be all on my songs, and <laughs> my top five countdown and half bars were lazy. Um, th- I think the thing that's brilliant about Drake is that Drake... Drake came along at the perfect time. Um, Kanye had just basically ended the era of gangster rap. And mm-hmm. he made it cool for esoteric guys to be a thing again. He made it cool to be vulnerable again. And if anybody benefited from that, it's Drake. Because he was coming in and doing the vulnerable stuff. He was coming in and letting you know right away, I'm not a gangster. I'm not a thug. I'm this goofy dude from Canada. Um, mm-hmm. I'm this guy that's a perpetual guy in the friend zone. I'm mm-hmm. this guy that has um, women's issues and I wear that on my sleeve. Yeah. And I think that that's a part of what made him unique. Um, what I think has gotten lost in the sauce a little bit is that the longer he's been around, it's like, all right, well, you cannot continue to be this Peter Pan character that mm-hmm. I believe cannot get women. You're Drake. You can get any woman you want. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I can't continue to buy into some of your melodrama stuff because, again, you're Drake. You're worth millions of dollars. Um, yeah. And so... I think the other thing that really changed him, though, like right now that he's doing all the stick talk and all the mob talk, bro, I think that the the Kanye stuff really hurt this man more than he lets on. Right. And I mean, lets on is is an understatement because, I mean, he's basically telling you in so many words that this Kanye stuff really hurt him. It, It messed him up. I think that he really trusted Kanye. I think that he saw him as a mentor. And I think he felt very betrayed when Kanye, you know, started doing stuff that he was doing um and i think the pusher stuff just pushed it into a different category because it's like nah this is my kid this is this is something very personal for me because as we know he don't put a lot of information out there he don't let you know a lot about his actual personal life that he don't want you to know um which sounds crazy as somebody that's so transparent as a rapper about certain things but certain things about his personal life he wants to keep close to the vest and mm-hmm. so i think that was one of those things like once you let that out of the bag that i have a kid i don't think that he's let that go i i don't care no. what you've done i don't care jay prince can say what he wants. he got these guys in the in a room i think it's still up for him and it's, it's forever yeah i think it's still up for him and uh and push as well and i think that he's no longer the women's guy anymore because mm-hmm. he's kind of pissed a lot of women off like yeah. a lot of his women's fan base ain't fucking with him as hard and right. so now it's kind of like at a 36 year old it's like who are you anymore and i don't, and I don't even think that's just his his uh his sound because he's managed to he's managed to evolve really well with sign with the sound i think that that's what why he's still been relevant because he can do all of these things now i'm mm-hmm. not here for him jumping and doing all these different accents that's just crazy mm-hmm. but i think in terms of like him being able to fit in in different pockets and to do different sounds he's been really good at that but 
I think what everything has told me for the last four albums, this guy needs a break where he can just deal with his personal space. <laughs> go be a dad. Go and find something else. You don't need to do this. You are one of the most streamed artists in the world. You're worth millions of dollars. You don't have to drop an album every year. Go enjoy your life. Enjoy the spoils of your success, mm-hmm. bro. Like, just yeah, let no, this stuff go. I saw a quote one time, and it really put Drake into perspective Some for me. Someone said, uh, Drake is Aubrey Graham's greatest acting achievement that he'll ever do. And I said, yeah, it yeah, it is. it is. Like he, Drake is a character of Aubrey Graham. And sometimes you hate him. Sometimes you love him. You're going to get everything that it is. And he might be at to a point where he doesn't know the lines might be blurred as fuck at this point. Like he doesn't yeah. know who's Aubrey and who's Drake, but that's where he is. And sometimes I feel like he feels like, this is what Drake the rapper would do, and he does those things, and that could look crazy to some, but he's playing his role. Yeah, I, I think it's crazy that some people are like, man, this guy is so insecure for somebody so successful, but that's always been who he is. Yeah. His entire jump. thing from day one, a, a big part of his appeal has been the fact that he is vulnerable and insecure. So he came out with no. best I ever had off rip. Like we knew what time we knew exactly what he was giving up off. Yeah, bro. Like <laughs> it, it does not surprise me that he's still this guy. He's still perpetually like this guy that is not married and does not have this figured out. But, but I mean the fact that he's thirty <laughs> the fact that he's thirty six and it's still a thing is a little bit wild, but he's a celebrity. Like celebrities don't live normal lives. No. What you what would you expect? Exactly. Um Yeah. I'm sure you know, we can go another deep dives about the Drake stuff, but um, that's enough Drake. Do want to get out of here? Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, from uh, Harley Quinn ninety three, as someone who can't afford to buy every pay per view, that being the only place MJF seems to wrestle, it seems to me that he rests a lot on his promo abilities. So when that starts to wane, then what? I don't care how good you can talk. I want to see you wrestle. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, um, that is super fair, especially if you don't, if you just want to, if you like the champion and you're like, okay, enough of these promos, dude, when are you going to work? And he never works on TV. That could get pretty frustrating. Yeah, I understand that. Um, I, I thought, uh, I thought Lyric made a lot of solid points about him. Yeah. Um, uh, from Bizarro Big L, I think this is our last Humper chat. He says, no hate on Punk, but I'm not going to be a fan of people backing Punk for just being in WWE, in the tribalism and Reg. How was the spot food last night? The double uh, double Rana was nuts. Love the Dan House and is coming back. The kingdom getting sued for all the money. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, people that are going to do what they did with Cody and all of a sudden it's going to be welcome home and all this other stuff. When y'all hated this man, like that's going to be nasty. He's so cool. He's greatest. <laughs> He's not a backstage yeah, cancer like we've been saying for the last blah, blah, blah. Yeah, y'all have hated this man for eight years, bro. Like, now all of a sudden, when he comes back, man, it just feels so right. I, I, this is going to be real nasty. <laughs> it's going to be some nasty couple months here, but I'm very excited about it. I love the turmoil. I think everything coming out, the le- the rest of this year is going to be so funny. Yeah, but the, love him or hate him, I think that this is what makes Punk so great, is that he brings the chaos. And as a fan of chaos... I love it, man. You just never know what this guy's going to do. You never know what he's going to say. Um, again, he don't want him to, to say stuff half the time. And he's in the do. fucking news. Bro, he said nothing <laughs> since he left. 
He ain't said nothing since he got fired. The last thing we seen him do was throw his hand up in there and walk backstage. <laughs> and he, we ain't seen him in a wrestling ring. It. We ain't seen him say nothing about wrestling since then. <laughs> and this guy has been a topic of conversation for the every last week. two months. Every week, Phil. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of the, that's kind of the power of this guy. Anybody that's just like still doing this, he's not a needle mover. Boy, you are lying to yourself, man. You are delusional. This guy is still if one of the most talked about. mover, we wouldn't be here. WWE wouldn't care. They <laughs> wouldn't like, care. Oh, fired, who cares? We would not be sitting on this podcast talking about him. He wouldn't be the topic of Observer and all these other news articles every week. No, th- they know that it'll work. They know that it'll equal clicks because it's him. He's still one of the most talked about guys in this industry. Mm-hmm. Clicks, clicks. He get them clicks. Speaking of clicks, give us a bunch of more clicks, you guys. We appreciate you guys supporting Gravity every week. Thank you for two years. It's been an amazing journey. We got two more. We got five more. We got a hundred more. It's forever. Gravity's a, a lifetime of podcasting. It's been amazing. Uh, being on here with my friend every Saturday is fucking awesome. I love waking up and talking about wrestling and talking about hip hop and talking about basketball and talking about all the dope things. It's amazing. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, man. Really appreciate you guys um, taking a chance on us when we started this thing two years ago. Continuing to take a chance on us with a different format. Gravity hats are all outside too. Shout out for everybody who got there. Man, yeah, it's really cool seeing people um, wearing a hat that is something that I designed myself. And Mm -hmm. part of part of this uh, podcasting experience is really cool, man. Um, Of course, if you do not have a hat, you still want to grab one. Can't get one at grapsody.bigcartel.com. Appreciate you guys. Can't say that enough. Uh, Don't have any more Humper Chats. I don't think we have any more Super Chats. Nope, that's it. So, uh, yeah, you know, appreciate uh, Lyric again for coming through. Um, This has been been a good one, man. Been a good one. uh, Looking forward to Fast Lane tonight. Looking forward to some New Japan tomorrow morning. Life in the Fast Lane! Uh, man but yeah appreciate you guys as always this has been Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay it's Righteous Reg we are out peace when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.